Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. 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 So joining us this week and taking Monkey's seat to keep it warm for him next week is our good friend Martin. Say hi, Martin. Uh, what's happening, lads? How are you yes. doing? Nice one for having me along. No, thanks for joining us, man. It's good to have you. Yeah, so we've got a, a whole episode orientated around Martin this week. He's uh, like a famous celebrity. He is, man. Uh, I said in the interview that we should play like a superhero intro it's music true. thing for yeah. this guy yeah, nowadays, yeah. man. <laughs> so let's quickly introduce ourselves so we, everybody knows who we are. So welcome to High on Homegrown, hey. the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK. I am no longer a cocoa grower. I'm a soil grower. I grow in soil now, organically. And it is a beautiful feeling to not have to water my plants every day. I do have to say that. <laughs> Honestly, can't believe I'm hearing this. I want you know, this to record it. It's all right. It is recorded, but I'll edit it out. Yes. I'm going to record it myself. <laughs> what are you saying, TG? You good? Uh, um, coughing really bad now. Hold the GB on me, man. I just hit the dab. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm gonna be better in like about seven to ten minutes here after yes. this takes full effect. Nice. Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty good. It's fucking warm as shit. Outdoor gardening season here in Saskatchewan, so I'm looking forward to getting the outdoor stuff going. Um, I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm temple grower <laughs> from Saskatchewan. Soil grower. You may know me from such videos as my YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I gotta catch my breath. Oh, um, yeah. How's it going, guys? Glad He's to suffering be here. right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Zahir? You good? Yes, I'm very good. Thank you very much, everybody. Evening. Um, Zombie Nation here from the middle of the UK. Also a soil grower. Nice. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> GB. <laughs> Why, hello, my good friends. Hey, GB man. here from Ireland. Um, soil grower. No, sorry, not soil fucking grower. <laughs> Coco grower. Coffee, everybody. Coco grower. I'm fucking it's because I'm sitting here listening to all of y'all. Um, yeah, now I'm. A, I am a previous soil grower. Previous soil out. grower who has gone back to the beloved cocoa because the cocoa is just so good. Oh sure. Um, yeah, cocoa you'll find is the me as mm-hmm. yeah. You'll find me as usual either here or over in Percy's and on the odd occasion on Instagram. And then. As I mentioned, Monkey is not here, but he's there in the chat. So, hi, Monkey. Hello, Hope you're enjoying the seats out there, man. Enjoying hello, the show. Hello. And of course, we also have Martin, who's got a little screen on the show now. Look at that honorary panel member. Yes, Martin. <laughs> how you doing, man? Excellent. No, I'm doing very good. And uh, yeah, keeping the seat warm here for Monkey. It's going to be a uh, big shoes to fill tonight, but uh, I'm sure I can uh, hopefully uh, half fill them anyway. You'll do fine, bro. <laughs> You'll do fine. So, yeah, man, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. It's good to have another another voice on the panel. It's good fun. Mm. 
How long till Mackie goes back to Coco? At least 12 weeks, Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you know, in 12 weeks' time, maybe re looking at it again, thinking, hmm, I can get another grow out of this like I did last time. <laughs> Man, if I can keep, keep recycling that Soham, I'm going to keep playing yeah, that man. game. You know what I'm so uh, this week's show, of course, we're going to be covering the cannabis news and we've got a few good articles this week. A lot of uh, Because we didn't have a show last week, got a lot to catch up on. But plenty has been going on. We've got the uh, the Grow Diaries and we're going to talk about Twisted's uh, no-till soil grow. For the Grow Guides, we're going to have a Q&A with Martin about uh, cannabis activism, how he got involved and things like that. So if you've got questions you want to ask in the chat, then fire away. We'll write them down and we'll get to them during the Grow Guide section. Uh, and about activism as well. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Of course, we have the interview with Martin. That's pre-recorded, so it's all nicely polished. This is where we get our chance to go back and hit our bongs, roll more spliffs, and come back for the after-party good and high. You know what I'm saying? So and that's a good interview as well He because he went to court because he had uh, an extremely large amount of cannabis. How much was it again, Martin? Oh, it was, um, it was huge. It was like uh, an entire joint. Absolutely incredible, mate. Oh, I, I don't know how you got away with it. <laughs> You're an absolute criminal. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, of course, the after party, where we're just going to chat shit, as we do, about philosophy, busting myths, conspiracies, science, and just stoner stuff in general. Nice. So there we go. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you're new to the channel. Like the Facebook page. Blah, 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 blah. YouTube stuff. I hope you thanks for joining us, everybody. And I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe. And if you've got time to, just click that share button and stick it up on Facebook or something and let people know the show's going on. Nice. It's very cool. So uh that's about it, really. Should we move on to the news, lads? Let's inform people of what the fuck is going on. So this week's cannabis news, lads. What we're saying, what's going on this week? Who wants to go first? GB, you want you want to hit some news? Yeah, yeah. I I I was actually going to do some old news that was from a couple of weeks ago, but it was uh, one of my followers on Instagram actually alerted me to a story this morning. Sam did, and uh, yeah, he basically it's a poor chap down in Cork was up in front of the judge. Yep. Yeah. Four fucking euros worth of cannabis. Whoa. Man pleads that guilty worked. to four euros worth of cannabis. Guilty. Yeah. And it, not only did he plead guilty to it, for four euros worth of weed, his name, his fucking illnesses were all dragged through the media. His address was dragged through the media. His fucking, his medical health was dragged through the media. And then the judge turns around at the end when the chap was asking about could he go and do his, um, could he do community service? The judge turned around and said that he would not even consider community service for this chap until he was clean. <laughs> what? Un, until he was clean. So oh did he have God. to go to like um, rehab? He's well, no, we I will go a little bit further into the story because this is just fucking so bizarre. This chap um left wherever he was from. I'd say it was probably the UK or somewhere, mm. and he came to Ireland a long time ago because he was battling an addiction to heroin. Okay. So he he has cleaned himself up from heroin and everything, and he has osteoporosis. And he's waiting for MRI scans and stuff like that. But the doctor has prescribed him opioids based 
medication and he's afraid to take it. I'm damn fucking right he should be. If he had Mm. an addiction to heroin, what type of doctor is going to prescribe opioids to a farmer fucking addict? Like, oh my God, this chap was using CBD oil and tiny amounts of cannabis. Yeah. Uh, Four euros worth was found in a grinder. And this chap's name, his address, his medical history, everything has been thrown through the media. It is absolutely farcical of that poor man. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, I just wiped more than that off my fucking hand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. Like, it's when when you think about it, it's like less than 0.2 of a gram. And you think of everything that was used there, like to, to bring him to court, like exactly the of, mm-hmm. like the cost of the judge, oh. the cost of the solicitors, the cost mm-hmm. of the guardy, the cost of even the fuel running the bloody guard's yeah. car that had to go up when it was uh, they were stopping mm-hmm. and searching the sky. Like. It, it was actually, it was a uh, uh, they found it on a search, they they had a warrant to search his house. He had six previous con- convictions for cannabis, like big fucking deal. Oh, big fucking deal. It's cannabis. It's not like he was out slinging heroin to school kids. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not like he was out there bashing and robbing fucking grannies and breaking into old people's houses and fucking tying them to chairs and that's it, man. It's one of the things you just have to be careful out there sometimes because there is some people who do get fucked massively just for yeah. having a small amount of cannabis and you know we'll get into it later when martin he, he got arrested for having just one gram of cannabis yeah. and that was like nearly two years ago now and he's just been in the tended court this week you know it's obvious that the, the system haven't even got the resources to deal with these minor cases so why the fuck are they even doing it yeah it's oh, just it's it's ah uh, boggles the mind yeah. Yeah. what were you saying there martin because you, you got news too yeah, and just and it's uh, it's sad the, the the carry on that goes on there in the courts. Like, uh, with, with your man with four euros, mine was ten euros. Like, maybe twice as much as that guy. Right. Yeah. But but still, like, for the, the judge to speak to that man in the way he did, like, they mm. refer to him as being unclean. Like, you know, the, mm. this judge went through uh, college to to qualify himself as a legal profession. He he has no qualification at all to be making medical diagnosis of yeah. people when they're before them in court. He, he's abusing his uh, his position of power mm. because, like, if if that's right out in in your local community, like you know, it's it that's going to be taken as gospel for, from you know the, the word of the judge because you know he's a judge. Like he, yeah. he has to be you know very sensible and smart. Mm-hmm. Really, like he, he knows nothing about addiction. He he knows nothing about you know even to, to use that terminology to, when you get yourself mm. clean. Like, yeah, that's very discriminatory towards a drug mm. user. Oh, it's unbelievable language. And then, and like this chap also has to go now. He has to do fucking random urine tests Damn. and everything now. You know, like Which he probably has year, to pay for as well. <laughs> uh, for for a year, he's on a year's probation. Like it's just, oh man, it's just so wrong. So uh, yeah, let's move on to Martin's news. Martin had news there. Yeah, well, as I was saying, I was up in court myself on Thursday for 10 euros worth of cannabis, but this was uh, up on an appeal 
So I had originally got caught with 10 euros worth of cannabis when I was out working, um, delivering Chinese. Happened to have uh, a rolled up uh, doobie in, in the ashtray. It wasn't even lit or not, and it was there for maybe a week or so beforehand. Damn. I completely forgot that it was even there. You know, I wasn't even aware it was there on the evening when the cops stopped and searched me. But I was after pulling in, as I say, I was working. I pulled in next to a shop only about 50 meters away from where I was working. And uh, the, I was going to go in and get a bottle of water. And as I pulled in, um, uh, the cop car pulled in alongside me. And uh, I, I couldn't even open my, the door of my car. They were so close to me. Um, in fact, they actually had to reverse their car in order to get out of their car afterwards um, because they pulled right up alongside me. And uh, they, they were just kind of like, oh, what are you doing here? Um, you're, you're acting suspiciously down the alley. Do you have anything in the car that's not supposed to be there? And I'm just kind of like, lads, I'm, I'm delivering Chinese. What is there a problem? Is there a crime committed that you're kind of coming in with like such aggression towards me right yeah. now? It's like, what, what, what's the big, what's going on? And um, what, what I kind of found out afterwards then was um, uh, apparently that I was parked outside of a known drug dealer's house. But sure, right. I didn't know this. Like, so knock know? on the fucking known drug dealer's house, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, so they, they'd assumed maybe I was just after coming out of there or maybe I was going mm. in there, dropping delivery into the lads maybe. And, uh, you know, there you go, go get that guy. Rather than actually getting the non-drug dealers that are actually living in the house. Yeah. This is the way the guards operate, you know, because maybe they know that there's a drug dealer living in the house, but until they, they get enough evidence, I suppose, uh, to, to be able to, to satisfy a judge, to get the warrant off of the judge to carry out a raid, they have to kind of maybe try to target people coming and going from the house. And again, this is how you become mm. two pawns in, in a drug war. You know, mm. the, the guards will try to use you in order to get to the guys higher up. But really, all they're trying to do actually is just make a career, climb up their own career ladder. Um, the, the guards, that is, uh, by using you, you know, to, to add to the numbers of convictions that they, they get at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so with my own case, anyway, um, I, I get around to it. <laughs> um, I, I was uh, in court on September. I that was put back until November. Finally, the judge kind of took it upon himself to, to, to deal with me on, in November. And he gave me a 400 euro fine and uh, a conviction as well. Another conviction to add to the, to the other four that I have there for cannabis uh, personal possession. And um, I appealed it straight away. I went straight down to the, uh, to the court clerk. I lodged an appeal of the decision and found it to be extremely harsh. You know, I got caught with 10 euros worth of cannabis. That's a mm. 400 euro fine. That's like... 40 times the, the value of what you caught me with. man. It, it makes no sense. You know, uh, the, the punishment should fit the crime. If I got caught with 10 euros mm. of cannabis, surely the, the biggest punishment I should get should be it's a 10, 10 euro fine. In, in yeah. mm -hmm. um, and, and that's then profiteering from crime as well. So there's yeah. something wrong with that. <laughs> like, if you were caught speeding, you know, like, and, and you're speeding down a motorway and you're exceeding the, the limit, or you're even you're, you're speeding in, in a, a local neighborhood where it's 50 kilometers an hour and you're hitting 70, you know, and you get done for speeding there, you know, you, you don't get a criminal conviction despite actually mm -hmm. what you're doing could take a life. Mm -hmm. we, we see the ads there in the, it shows, you know, if you're driving 50 in a 50 zone, you know, there's enough time to react to slow down and, and save a life, you know, potentially if a kid's runs out in front of you. If you're doing 70, you have much less. Yeah, like, you're talking about kilometers there, right? Yeah, kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. the speed limit is with safety. Doing 50 mile an hour, because <laughs> we do mile an hour in, in the UK. It's like 50. You'd be safe at 50. It's like, nah. 
Right? You're killing many people at 50, bro. <laughs> but still, like, with the way in which we deal with these people who get these penal- or fines, then, you know, it's, mm. it's literally a fine, a slip of paper at the side of the road. You go down, you pay your money, and away you go. You know, you've no criminal conviction. When you go for your job interview, you know, it's not going yeah, to come up. Yeah. Speed and uh, despite, as I say, this could take a life. Mm. My cannabis, my tenure worth of cannabis, like uh, that, that was never going to take anybody's life at all. In fact, it was only maybe improving the quality of my life. Um, and yeah. they, they took that away from me and they, they gave me a criminal conviction, which I now carry for the rest of my life. Yeah, um, but again, where, where's the criminal conviction for the guy speeding? And, and, and I'm not advocating for it, but I'm just saying, like, uh, it, the punishment should fit the crime, yeah, definitely. The crime of speeding could take a life. My crime of possessing cannabis. Like, so, uh, do you have news as well, though? Sorry, guys. I just got caught up on my own. Oh, we used to it with GB, mate. It's it's fine. Yeah, you know? no, <laughs> it's an Irish thing. It's man. an Irish thing. Oh, it's an Irish thing. Irish thing. It's, he wasn't having it. We are storytellers. They don't understand this. <laughs> um, there, there was a seventy-year-old guy uh, from Cool Mountain down in Dunmanway, up in Cork, there in, in uh, Cork recently. He got caught with uh, a thousand euro worth of cannabis down in his home and it, i don't know if people out there i suppose but they are probably not aware of what cool mountain is down in the dunmanway Dun area but it's an area in which people live uh, a very minimalist kind of lifestyle you know they're there i don't know if, if you wanted to like their hermits if you were living off the like land. amish or something they're they're homesteaders there's a lot of homesteaders, homesteaders. out there yeah that, that's yeah. a much more appropriate term from actually yeah homesteaders but this guy's 70 years of age. He's a, a retired, um, like a basket maker, a thatcher. Man, if people don't know what a thatched roof is, it's like a roof made out of straw and stuff. So like he's a highly skilled individual with uh, a wealth of knowledge underneath, uh, underneath him. And he's down below living out the rest of his life, you know, and our Gardaí take it upon themselves to enter his property with uh, a drug dog and uh, they, they upscuttle him. Uh, he handed over what was 150 euro worth of cannabis first of all thinking that maybe they, they might have went away i'd assume and uh, out comes the dog and they, they found another thousand euro worth of cannabis down below there so he, he found himself up what is a thousand euro worth of cannabis in ireland was what that like three ounces three ounces a couple of ounces, Fucking three ounces. ounces man that's it this wasn't the first time that this individual was up before the, the judge he was up mm. uh, three times beforehand then as well and um the judge again in this situation he was very derogatory towards the individual kind of making it out that he had a drug addiction problem saying you know why didn't you seek out treatment um and uh, the judge was kind of saying you know this is uh that he's he was concerned that there's a lifestyle choice here that this individual uh, believes he is above the law mm. really like when, when you look at what the judge is saying is like this man is standing up for his rights as, as we all know you know what's going on here it's it's the government they're overstepping their boundaries they're infringing mm-hmm. upon our human rights so this man is standing up from this so that's the only choice that that man is making is to, to not to follow a law which is unjust and it's absurd but the mm-hmm. judge will never mention that, you know, he'll never really acknowledge that that's what's going on here, you know, because this judge, I'd imagine he, he sees countless people in before him before small possession cases. And here, it, this guy was probably after growing this cannabis for himself and probably wasn't at all involved in dealing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being, being in Ireland, uh, you have to make use of your growing season. So it, it seems to be a major factor, though, in the cases, you know, when people go to court, if it's their first offense, then they're less likely to get any major uh, repercussions from it uh, apart from you know, it goes on your record and that's a repercussion in itself you know you're gonna have difficulty finding jobs and things you have difficulty getting into countries mm. 
Yeah. You won't be able to go. You're not going to be able to go to America if you have a criminal conviction for any any drug, including cannabis. Mm. No, you're not going to be able to go to Australia. You're not going to be able to go to um, Canada. You know, even though uh, it is legal in a lot of these countries, you know. So there, there is an awful lot to be fucking to be to be wary of with the Irish judicial system. But the, yeah, the, the guy in the end, uh, he got a two and a half year sentence suspend or yeah suspended for. Right. Fucking, I thought you was going to say they actually sent him to prison. Then you no, know. No, <laughs> Him, but but the judge closed off in saying that like he, he he may have been getting away with it for the past 50 years so why why would a tiger change its stripes so therefore like the, the judge is acknowledging that he's powerless to prevent this guy from going out and using cannabis but what he's done he's gave him a suspended sentence thereby acknowledging you know that we're, we're not really going to lock these people up uh, so mm. it's like why are we wasting so much money or bringing yeah. them to the court only to, to give him a suspended sentence and send them on the way <laughs> Well, is it wasting money if the fucking if they if the big if the bill is paid by the taxpayer and you have to put money into the poor box and shit like that? You know, they they probably make money at the end of the day. Well, well the they, taxpayer they, loses. The individual judge is responsible for where the money goes to out of the poor box as well, isn't he? So if he's got a specific uh, like charity that he wants to give money to to make himself look good, then that's where it's going. And you know, one of those charities they used before, there was a, a Garda station back in 2018 because of maybe uh, problems with money uh, that they had to get rid of their gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they went away and they siphoned 16 yeah. grand out of the core <laughs> charity box. And, and Fuck, it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Above the law. Yeah, but you get arrested for a gram of fucking cannabis, mate. You know, you've know? got to pay for that 16 <laughs> grand that went missing, is not it? You got, it's got to be Shocking. put back somehow. So what you, what are you saying, Zian? What, what news you got? I've got two bits of news as, as it happens again. Okay. Hey, um, it seems, and this is going to be no surprise to many of us, uh, but the first findings from the UK's largest ever medical cannabis patient study, Project 21, have been published. And guess what? Cannabis it's is safe. deadly? No. <laughs> Strangely enough, cannabis alleviates the pain in... Uh, chronic pain sufferers, MS sufferers, PTSD sufferers, Tourette sufferers, epilepsy people, anxiety-like issues. It's now an actual proven from this publication that it does help these individuals. It's like a superfood, but you smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's what we've all been saying for years. Mm. So how long did this study go on for and shit like that? You got an EFI on the study there? Yeah, it was 678 uh, participants, patients. It was a decent Um, size, man. Yeah, a reasonable size as it goes. Um, Most patients were prescribed for like chronic pain, then anxiety, um, and it kind of went down a scale. um, And it led to a 50% increase in in patients' self-reported health. 50% 50% increase. That's absolutely amazing. So all, all these doctors kind of like need to look at this data. I mean, this is all, this majority of this is Project 21. I mean, we know what Project 21 is, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this, this was set up to, to like catch this data and um, provide information on the, the range of uh, um, ailments that cannabis is uh, is good for. But well, will the government listen to these results? 
the, again, this is this is Professor David Nutt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the man that used to be the uh, the the former drug um, UK drug counselor to the government. Yeah, the drug advisor. Um, yeah, and Tony they, Blair. He's a. Uh, I think it was during his reign. Yeah, they got rid of him because they didn't agree with his uh, his ideas. His facts. His his facts. Yes, <laughs> and at the time it, it was like it, they they just decided nah, not for us. But then 2018 came along and the, the medicinal cannabis became legalized. And so people needed the data. The data had to be had to come from somewhere because only three people have been uh, prescribed. Mm. So uh, it's, it's a bit of a ridiculous one as it goes. But yep. it's, it's great that some, some actual data that doctors are going to look at and listen to from other doctors in the UK it's all something, and it? it all it all pushes the ball forward. Just hopefully, the government will take this shit on and listen. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they might in the UK. They'll do it an awful lot quicker than they will in fucking Ireland. Well, Ask you there, lads. Am I am I allowed in? It's like, yeah, man. Close the door, mate. Don't let the heat out on the way in. Yeah. It's, it's it. one of those things. I mean, <laughs> the UK is behind everybody else. They've always been behind everybody else in stuff like this. Mm. When the UK does something, Ireland tend to look at it and think, oh, if the UK are doing it, then it we is. will do it. Yeah. We'll do it fairly soon. But yeah. the, the stance that they have on it now and with the, the likes of these farcical court cases, mm. they won't be able to do such a quick U-turn. They will start to, and they'll have to say that they they have to do all of these yeah, tests, and everything will all have to be done years. themselves. So it'll be another five to ten years, yeah. and it I, depends I if we get Sinn Fein, if we got Sinn Fein or the the people before profit and things like that. If we got a coalition to them in, yeah, we would have a really good chance. But with the two parties that we have now, or three parties, sorry, we have absolutely no chance. Mm. No, was your second uh, article then? So yeah, you the said second, you had two. The second one's quite on topic as it goes. Um, a, a guy was sacked for um, giving a positive cannabis in his pee sample. Um, so they they uh, he, he went for an unfair dismissal tribunal, and the he, he's got like a history of uh, pain, and he's been on um, all of the doctors like prescribed morphine and opiates and stuff mm-hmm. um and he's this is a 14 he's been working at this firm for 14 years so they they know he's got back issues they they know he's he's been he's had doctor's appointments and whatever so this guy decided he was going to go for an unfair dismissal judge and i'm i'm so shocked by this judge went in favor no fucking way way and Awarded him thirty-three thousand seven hundred and sixty-six pounds in damages. So this was in the UK as well. This is in the UK where cannabis is where essentially cannabis is illegal. illegal you know, but it's legal for medical use. But yes. was he getting his? Do you know if he was getting that medicine on prescription or was he buying it from the illicit market? It doesn't mention where he was getting it from. Because that would be that would be an intri- if he was buying it from the illicit market and he got away with it. Well, not got away with it, but you know, yeah. was actually won the unfair dismissal when he wasn't a prescribed user. That would be massive. It would. Um, it would still be massive if he was subscri- prescribed, but you know. The fact that and speaking the- of that, I nearly said uh, subscribed then instead of prescribed. So <laughs> subscribe, everybody. <laughs> yes. But look, the, yeah, there's hope there. What's up, Gunner? There's hope there. It's a brilliant story, man. Yeah, the, the, the judge said um, that the company should uh, reinstate him too. 
Mm, (laughs) you know and then he's going to be like randy marsh in that scene in that fucking south park episode where he's smoking he wants some of these you get heaven morning I mean, it could could prove the medicinal need. He could prove the fact Mm -hmm. that it was like a back-related issue. And, you know, times are changing, man. Good times. What are you saying, TG? Uh, Well, I'm going to go back to the negative portion. Uh, You know, Zombie tried to bring us up, but I'm going to take us the fuck back down. Yes. So, yeah, (laughs) all this talk about courts and bullshit fucking uh, sentences and these things. Mississippi. They have been on a roll as of late. So I don't know if people have read uh, the Mississippi High Court voids a voter-ratified medical cannabis legalization measure. So they basically said, fuck you to everybody that voted yes, which was actually a majority. Democracy. Um, But that's not my story. This this story (laughs) is about a gentleman named Alan Russell, who is now going to continue to serve uh, life imprisonment for possessing more than 30 grams of marijuana. Because um, in Mississippi, I guess, possession of between 30 and 250 grams can carry a punishment of up to three years in prison, a $3,000 fine or both. However, if you are a repeat offender, uh, like uh, you have felonies charges on your record, um, you can uh, be sentenced to life in prison. Three strikes law, one of them. Yeah, exactly. Right, so right. he was convicted of a couple of burglaries and uh, he had a gun that wasn't registered. So. Um, yeah, he's going to be in fucking jail for, you know, less weed than I have sitting next to me right now. Wow. Damn, just, 30 grams, man. Life yeah, in it prison. It, it doesn't say exactly how much, but more than 30. But I can't imagine, like, you, even if it was a pound, you know, like, fuck right off. Oh, they'd say, yeah. mate. They'd fucking say. Yeah, you know, yeah more yeah, than 30 grams. You, it was about 30.5 fucking grams, yeah, mate. I'm That's sure, what it was. Sure Ob- it was otherwise, yeah. they'd say it was fucking five ounces or yeah. 10,000 pounds worth of cannabis. So they'll make yeah. it, they'll yeah. exaggerate it as much as <laughs> just possible. Make it up if so they they've just... exaggerated it and brought it to 30 grams, 1.05 sounds ounces. just like a, you know, your typical fucking mid to high volume smoker, you know, mm-hmm. guy with a couple ounces on his person, not selling it. Probably, maybe he helps out buddies. I don't know, but who the fuck, you know? Like, fuck yeah. me. I, I hate this shit. And the, the, discre- or the discrepancy between, you know, black versus white countries that are legal versus countries. It's, it just, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It makes me sad. It makes me very sad. Uh, the, the struggle is nearly over. We don't have to struggle for much longer. I don't think. A couple That's of years, nice maybe. Fuck Mississippi, man. What the hell, you guys? Shame on you. Yeah. When it, when there's so much fight at the upper levels, you know, we Chuck Schumer jumping in there trying to get the yeah. whole place legalized within a year, and then you got one of the states doing this. Imagine yeah. it in a year's time and it's federally legal, and that and that guy's served a year in prison so far for possession of cannabis. <laughs> it's fucking an an ounce of cannabis. God you think damn. this is like reforming people? Like fuck, I'd be so fucking pissed if I mm-hmm. was in jail for possessing weed. Like, and you wouldn't have weed to chill you the fuck out. Imagine how pissed you'd be. Oh, I don't know. There's probably more weed in jail. Than yeah, you're yeah. You're right. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so is there any forum news or anything going on as well, which we should mention? I don't know. I don't think there is. It's fast as fuck. The forum's fast as fuck. Before? Yeah, we said that a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, but right. it's fast as fuck. Very tidy. Very nice <laughs> website. If you haven't signed up to Percy'sGrowRoom.com yet, then you're missing out, man. Come and join the community. We want you over there. So get over there and sign up. 
Any news on your side, Martin? With your podcast, anything you want to shout out before we move on to the next section? Yeah, I, I should mention actually the 420 kilometer challenge I'm doing at the moment. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm doing 14 kilometers a day for the 30 days in May. What, like uh, in the car? Yeah. Uh, no, on, on, on my two feet, man. By what are you doing that for, bro? Um, raising money for the Lord <laughs> but uh, also uh, to raise awareness around the need for medical cannabis access nice. in Ireland. Um, so a bit of a kind of uh, getting, yeah, why does I kill two birds at one stone? <laughs> yeah, man, that's sweet, mate. Yeah, so we're on day 16 there now, just finished it up there a while ago, so uh, the legs are still buzzing, but um, it's, it's gotten easier. Like the, the first five days uh, were quite sore, and then after that I just uh, started noticing the legs were just recovering, just got better and better every day, so it was, uh, it was good. Really so, enjoying. so can people can still donate to the calls and sponsor you and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, they can do. Uh, I donate and uh, over on Facebook as well. There's um two pages kind of set up. I think we've almost uh, eight, over eight hundred euro raised so far. Sweet. Yeah, yeah so go, go, all going good. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll manage to, to smash that thousand euro there maybe by the uh by, by the time we're finished. Yeah, man. So you know, any listeners over there were, that would like to donate to a good cause, head over to Martin's Facebook page. Definitely, if anyone wants yeah. to come run at me, you're more than welcome to. Sweet. <laughs> it's a bit far, mate. Otherwise, I, I'd be there definitely because I, I love running. Yes. You know? <laughs> I don't fucking, I hate running. I hate leaving the house, really. So. And I, I really enjoyed it. Today, there was a, a thunderstorm lash down, really. But I, I was, I, it was very cleansing. I, I don't mm. know how to describe it. No, uh, I know the feeling because I walk my dog every day on missions, but I don't run. You know, and sometimes you just come across these moments where you, you realize how, how beautiful nature really is. Let's yeah. not get all hippified and shit, though. But we are stoners. But sometimes you just got to stop and appreciate, you know, like, wow, man, look, look at this shit. Right. There. So let's do this grow diarist and we'll talk about twisted grow. Go. Let's do this. To the Grow Diaries from Percy's Grow Room, where you take a closer look at growing cannabis. You like, you like that? Is that a cool little mm. advertisement? Cut? No, fucking, you, you're never happy with, with the jazzed up mm. intros, man. You're mm. never happy. Yeah. That was, that was just a bit, that, that sounded like you read that. No, I, I read it in my mind. I know, it just sounded a bit like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Pat Sajak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Grow Diaries. So uh, over at Percy's, you know, we have uh, loads of Grow Diaries in different sections. Soil grows, auto-flowering grows, cocoa grows, hydro grows, all different types. And this one is from Twisted Today, which is in uh, living soil, but it's also no-till. So he's got like cover crops and things like that grown, uh, growing with the plants in the top of the soil that... Uh, keep balance in the soil and all this i don't know i've only just become a soil grower so i'm a noob right tell you anything you want about cocoa but soil i don't know just water it (laughs) so let's take a close look yeah what are you saying tg no i was just gonna say it's very cool like because i I like to think of growing on a on a spectrum you know in terms of and to just use shit terms organic versus inorganic Mm. on the very left hand side of this line you have the the ultra inorganic, you know, cocoa or a yeah, that was savage. Sorry, but then on the other very extreme, I, I feel like this is it: living soil, no till. It feeds yeah. itself, mm-hmm. generates its own food, and it's self-sustaining if you if you do it right. So, that's yeah. right. and that's why he's done it as well because Twisted has to go away for a like a week at a time, maybe come back on the weekend, sometimes two weeks, 
So he's also set himself up an auto-watering system. And because it's living soil, he only needs water in his res. So we can fill this shit up, put a timer on it. And then at certain times, it will water his plants by himself. So we can come back after a week and everything's just done itself. So it's super easy for them people who are going to be working away. You know, if you're like, I ain't got time, I'm not in the house very often, then you can check out this diary here. And he's got all the instructions on how to set up your automated watering system. We've got the recipe on how to build the soil. He tells you what cover crops he's using. So if this is something that would interest you, it's a good diary to follow. You know? Take a look here. I've got some pictures. Uh, it's, it's a really good point, too, that you make. That's kind of the reason I went into my super soil was because I was away for weeks. And if, if that's something that uh, that you have to deal with, like lots of people do, um, definitely definitely uh, look into this kind of thing because it is mm -hmm. very low maintenance once you get it going yeah man do you ever use those uh blue mats at all uh, i think it was a tad hussy i think i heard him talking an awful lot about the, the blue mats with uh these uh, outdoor or well these large uh, no-till kind of uh grows where it's very automated i suppose very hands-off everything's in there you just add water <laughs> oh, i haven't seen it blue mat Blue mat system, yeah, it's like uh, just an autom automatic kind of watering system. I think it uses gravity as well, where there's like no no electricity, no nothing. So nice. like, uh, yeah. I've heard of them. I haven't really ever looked into them. Though. Yeah, man, this is I've super good. It's a, I'd love to grow like this, you know, with like no till, proper organic soil, and I'm making my way there slowly. But it's just it's such a mission to make sure this shit is settled properly in the first place. And I, I set up a polytunnel up my back garden and uh, I can I could tell you if I was allowed to grow cannabis out there, I would have some mega oh, for sure. potatoes, yeah. onions out there and they're they're thriving like uh, like it's so great uh, to be able to just grow your and be self-sufficient like with vegetables and things like that. I just mm -hmm. wish I could add a, a time, yeah. out there. <laughs> as soon as we get our place, that's what I'm doing is you know, a full greenhouse with big beds of no-till living soil that you just mm. reamend. Nice. Uh, I have a few chickens here on, on site and we, we do our own composting as well. So it's yeah. a oh, nice. very biodynamic system outside of the yeah. sea, I suppose. I have to bring them from outside, but uh, yeah, a bit more land. Like, and I definitely would love to add goats into the, to the mix there. Yeah. And rabbits. Rabbits yeah. as well, you know, they, they've got that uh, the cold, cold fertilizer. So you could like add it straight to the bed. It doesn't burn your plants at all. We can so take a look at here with some of this soil as well. I've got the pictures. See this? You can see it on the YouTube. Obviously, you won't be able to see if you're listening. <laughs> but nice, man. Just set up all this shit, fill up all the stuff in the pots. Some great yeah, pictures. Clear it, uh, Add more. Get the plants, this stuff. Uh, Are these your pictures, TG? No, this is oh, uh, no, from these, Twisted. This is. This, this is all Twisted. Said, uh, the first layer is a composed of two bags of locally available organic garden soil. How fucking cool is that? And one bag of FF, so that's going to be Fox Farm, Happy Frog, that I had in my grow room. So just lying around spare, sweet. My blend of organic amendments, some cow manure, compost, worm castings, and lava rock. Look at that. Very that's cool. Sweet. This has got all leaves and shit in there. Look at this, man. It's just so natural, isn't it? It looks like the forest floor. That's, that's the idea, right? You, yeah, uh, yeah. That's one of the things that I forget is a Jeff Lohenfels, uh, one of those types of dudes, um, says, you know, you never see someone out fertilizing the california redwoods right mm -hmm. how big those motherfuckers get and that's, that's exactly right, why because they have a thriving <laughs> ecosystem at their roots and the mycorrhizal fungi you know and all the symbiotic relationships with the organisms and 
I, I got some it's fascinating uh, yeah. recently. I was uh, well a few months back. I was out grabbing a lot of uh, fallen leaves there, um, just as the the leaves shed, and I was out with a rather large bag. I have to bring it back that into my own compost because this stuff is uh, it's gold dust really. Like when it comes to organic gardening, and it's paying off now really because it's after being added into my. As I yep. said, polytunnel my potatoes and things like that. So uh, this stuff yeah. is free as well. You literally can go out and just collect it for free. Yeah, from the right. woods Leaf and shit. Mulch. Yeah. It's the shit that falls on your lawn. Just let let it, and especially in the winter here in Saskatchewan, it yeah. turns into this gray, all half-rotted, just beautiful fucking food that, it, yeah, it's... it's Gotta watch the books, an, though. Yeah, well, if you're using it inside, yeah, you don't want to... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pests, because they can be hiding in there, too. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's properly compost, if you're making actual compost, then, uh, bugs are not so much of an issue. I found, I use compost in every single one of my pots. I, I spike mm-hmm. it with a little, um, you know, handful right at the root base before I transplant. And then I you use cover crops here, like, uh, twisted. Yeah. Have you seen these pictures no. here? Look, the, uh, yeah, those are things got clovers planted there. Right. Nice. They you stick it in, yeah. Uh, clovers for nitrogen, I think he said. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, sticky that's traps to try right? and prevent the bugs. He's got something there. Yeah, what's that in the middle? Do you know what that is? That eucalyptus or something? That's an aloe plant, by the way. Aloe, like that's it. the one. That's the one. Yeah. Aloe vera. And yeah. you think that you need more water to take care of that, but actually it would take less water because you're you're reducing the amount of evaporation that happens because mm-hmm. of the cover crop. So. It's like a bit more yeah. environmentally friendly. And, and he's got four plants in that pot. Yeah. That's one of the things I was just going to talk about. Um, there's lots of evidence out there. Tad Hussey talks to her when we had him on last, I think was talking about this in his living or in his big beds. Um, the plant roots will actually like talk to each other and, and help each other out and, and yeah. symbiotically work together. Right. So yeah. having plants in the same pots when they're root when the root systems can uh, intermingle is, is definitely a positive. And thing. this is the problem for me. This is why, cause I'd look, I'd love to do like a meter square living soil, no till in a, a raised bed. But you know, you, when you're growing illegally, like, there's the occasion where you have to take this shit down and make it look like nothing's going on. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to move a fucking meter square, fucking lump of soil. You know what I'm saying? And then it, and then you have to until it as well. It's just it's not an option right now. I think it'll be a waste of time, you know. But if you can do this, this is the way to do it, man. This is it's just there's there's something romantic about growing cannabis like this. Just so natural. Oh well, yeah, know? man. Mm. All the cover crops, depending on what cover crops you can grow, yeah, like your own clover there for some uh, nitrogen fixation, like you said. You can grow basil and you can grow other like companion plants that are used for pest management. So the pests will be attracted to them, but something like basil, obviously you can, you can throw that in your pesto and your, your pasta or whatever you make with basil. Like I, I always kill myself when I go to the fucking store and I'm looking for basil and always sold out. Right. So grow your own basil too. And th- this mm-hmm. is a perfect, perfect uh, way to kind of get two birds stoned at once. That's right. Close that system as much as you can yeah, yeah. let it do its own thing. Is it basil or basil? Uh, tomato, tomato, anyway. <laughs> basil. Basil in Canada, eh? I'll call it basil. Um, and one thing I do want to mention about this type of grow, um, because it is so like, you know, ideally you're using all components that you make yourself in compost and vermicompost and locally available soil and blah, 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 right? So in that sense, you're kind of like, uh, as, as we talk about with Breeder Steve, uh, the you know, tax 
if you don't like the way your taxes are spent, this is a great way to not have to contribute to that system because you're basically producing it all yourself in a closed loop system. So you get to choose. You could essentially uh, grow this stuff for, for pretty much the, the free, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you ever see yeah. the lads and they'd be collecting like the, the fish heads and uh, just brewing the, their own fish amino acids out the, the back. Sure, it is doable, man. I make my own compost with the leaves of the plants that I grow. So, you know, like it's yeah. the plants when they grow, they contribute to their own fertilizer in, in a way. So like that kind of shit, right? Harvest your own rainwater, all that mm-hmm. kind of good stuff. Um, if you're allowed to by the current laws yeah, some people are going to prison for collecting rainwater yeah. man you gotta be careful right what, yeah. <laughs> what the actual it's fuck bro <laughs> well, i was just putting my barrels out yesterday and i was thinking about that and just like that's like, crazy that's one shit of the man most you fucked up things i've ever heard your case, stealing their oh, product God. people actually gone to mm-hmm. prison for it i know yeah crazy talk crazy no talk. solar panels no water barrels like yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, so if anybody wants to check that diary out, head over to PersonalSquareRoom.com. You have yeah. to be signed up to see the diary. So that's just a security feature that we have. And there's you know, no damn reason that all of you shouldn't be signed up, to be fair. Yes, all of you. Farmer P. Have I seen that? Yeah, I've seen Farmer P. Yeah, yeah, Farmer oh, P I think yeah. everybody here is a member of Persis. But if not, if not, if not sort it out now. <laughs> sort it out. If even if you don't grow, come. And I probably can guarantee that within a short time, you'll be like, hmm. I'm gonna buy this tent and you'll yeah, have a like Podge did, set. man. Podge came yeah. over in here and a grower, and he's like, I'll, I'll need to learn how. And now he's learning, you, he's getting his seeds on the way, everything's coming in. He's sorting it out, man. Yeah. When you There's see so how many, many ways he stopped and... asking a fucking mission load of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, pretty soon he'll be answering them. That's the way it it's goes. True. That's it, yeah. you know. Everybody has to ask questions, especially when they're starting out at the start and the one thing that the one good thing about Percy's is nobody gives you fucking shit about asking a silly question yeah. you know, I do I'm just like does. start a thread man stop asking in chat <laughs> yeah you're the only one that does that you're the only one that does like, that if you start a thread people can learn from it in the future as well you know if it's in chat it'll get lost eventually that's why I try and encourage people to start threads because then other see- readers can learn that is that that is a hundred percent right, Mikey. But then again, sometimes a question is just there straight away in ask the question because you haven't got time. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing as well that I like about Paris. Hey, There's always someone there to answer a good question. That's right. Uh yeah, yeah so go over to Percy's <clears throat> and all that. Let's go to the grow cards because we're gonna ask Martin some questions. If you have questions for Martin, this is when you should send them in. Let's do it. So as you know, we have a special guest this evening. Have you got some questions already, Abby GB? I have a question here from um, Podge. Okay. Straight away. Um, he asked a couple of minutes ago for when we when he is germinating his seeds, should he put them in smaller pots first before into the bigger 15-litre pots? Yes. Well, yeah, I'd say, I'd say put them in small ones first. Mm. It's just better for aeration with the soil and... Um, Bit of and, and the nutrients well if you're in soil then it's, it's just the pot is too big yeah, for the end it is an autoflower because if it's an autoflower I, I would probably recommend go straight into the big pot and, well, and don't risk uh, any stress but that, that's one of um it's one of them old rumors man where yeah. people used to I, I used to do the same thing I used to start my autos off in their final pots because I don't want to stress the roots and the taproot grows to a certain length and that will decide on what how big the plant's going to be and all this 
But and then I tried just transplanting, like mm-hmm. treating it like a normal cannabis plant, and it's exactly the same thing. I have to agree. Maybe like always yeah. organizing on top of the stuff, or you maybe not the regular stoner who might leave it in a small pot for a couple of days too many, and it's like shit. Mm-hmm. That last yeah, there is that. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, I have done that on quite a few occasions where it has gone into flour and everything where. I, I've gone, oh shit, I should have fucking transplanted that. You're not supposed to leave it there for two months. You know yeah, what I mean? No. No. Well, no, that was different. That was different. Clubs. You know? Well, you know, you know, with a with a auto, like if you have it in a small little pot, it will go, it will still take the same amount of time, but she will go into flare. Like the likes when we do the micro ones, like when I grew one out in the cock pump and monkey grew one in the Remote control, control for the yeah. thing, and a few of the other lads one done uh, football and things like that. They, they, all of them went into flower pretty much within the first kind of two, three weeks mm. of germ, German, like, you know, and they were all just because they were so small. I, I finish up in a, I start my autos in a, the last pot. Yeah, man. His genetic thing is to finish its grow, isn't it? So if it realizes it's constricted, it's going to go into its flipping final phase. Mm. Yeah. We've got a question there from Farmer P2. Question on trimming Has anyone tried a bowl trimmer? Everyone gives out about trim jail unless they're hosting a trim party. Yeah, I I tried one, but it do not do very good on your hair, man. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, I, my mom I used to I, use one when I was a kid. Like. 1970s kid, you know all about. Yeah, we, them, mate. we all know about bowl trimmers. Uh, <laughs> it's a bowl trimmer. It is that that's the out that has like the like bits of cloth that hang down and they spin in the opposite directions, isn't it? I know, and um, there is a another chap. He's not on our farm that uses them. He swears by it, but they're mm. fucking very expensive. Yeah, they are. Uh, what you what say, Martin? Are. What do anyway. you think? I think if you if you're not willing to sit down and trim it uh, yourself, you must be growing too much. Like, <laughs> oh, sacrilege! You can never grow too much. <laughs> trimming is a pleasure. I, I enjoy the the hell out of tr- trimming. It's uh, I've often been called over, and I, I love it. And, and nah, I I hate it, man. I hate it. But, but then I'm left-handed, so holding scissors is a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But um, with the trim, any kind of trimming device, automated trimming device, you're going to lose, but it's not going to be as meticulous and as accurate as you doing it yourself with a fine pair of scissors. It, it, it will chop, but you'll lose good shit. And you can use that stuff afterwards to make a fucking hash oil or you know something afterwards, some kind of extract, and you'll be left with bud. But do bear that in mind. To be fair, it's you could do like, that with the bud trimmer as well, with all the stuff that's left over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. After when you use the bud trimmer, it, yeah. it, you might chop a load off, but you can still yeah. use that to make extracts after. Right, sorry. What you say TG about a normal trim. Well, I, w- I was just going to say, any industrial process as you scale up, that you're through more losses. You know, like mm-hmm. where where I work in distillation, you guys would be jaw dropped the amount of quote waste that we have that is actually you know actually good shit but in in our scale it, it is waste right so mm. um depending i would say it depends how much you have if you have the ability to hand trim it and not be you know taken at a like a, it doesn't in or it doesn't fucking mess up your schedule or something um do it do a hand trim but if you have like so much or you you don't have any time Probably machine trimming is better, but yeah, you will have more losses just because yeah. the blades are harder to clean. 
There's, if you need you know, to, yeah. there's nothing wrong with dry trimming. Just cut the plant down, yeah. take off the yeah. big fan leaves and leave yeah, the rest of fucking dry, man. It, it might take a, a little bit longer, but that can be a good thing. It will improve the flavor over time. It makes so, it last a little bit longer drying as well. No, don't stress too much more. about it. It's it, You don't need to do it all in one. You don't need to chop the plant down and harvest Those the little leaves off as quickly as possible. Too, so. Damn right. Yeah, fucking yeah. very. Trim pro, man. But, so uh, like we had trimming. another question as well. So, sorry, Zim. When, when you don't, I don't, I, I don't bother trimming really, apart from the uh, initial taking of the fan leaves off. And as you know, I just leave mine in a box by the side of my settee, man. And yeah, yeah. Trim it as I need it. That's it. Crack a butt off when you need me. it, man. It's on the shelf right there. Yeah. <laughs> would you not think that those uh, automatic trimmers, though, like you're, you're saying, there's a lot of losses, but would you not think there'll be a lot of um of those thicker kind of uh, stems off a leaf and under the bud, you know, you really have to get those mm. by hand, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's it. You do st- you still have to go round them afterwards and tidy yeah. them up. It doesn't completely the job perfectly. It makes a mess of them, to be honest. The ones mm. I've seen, the buds look fucking horrible. So, so you can uh, see a bit of a picture there. I have um up of what one of those bowl trimmers is. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the cheaper version yeah. as well. They're like well, 400 quid. Ones. Yeah, and that's yeah. the cheaper version. You exactly. just use scissors, people. Who are, I mean, we, we are all personal growers here, so we shouldn't be growing sure. the amount where you're going to need one of those. And if yeah, you are, then... Stagger it too, man. Yeah. That's what I do. But if you stagger your Stagger harvest. it, yeah, yeah. Imagine cleaning that, though. Imagine you say, Martin? shitty, what? sticky shit. What's Marty say there? I was just saying like that that thing spinning around like that, like your, your buds are getting trashed around its mm. own sort of versus like a person sitting down holding it between two fingers by the stem. Yeah, not even touching the bud. Imagine yeah. all them broken flipping stalks that are going into the bowl at the bottom. And I have a theory as well, right? You know when your shit's drying and you're more suspect, susceptible to bud rot at that point? It's like a bruising an apple or an orange, yeah, right? Yeah, if you yeah, bruise yeah. an apple or an orange and then just leave it sitting there, it's going to go moldy in that spot you've bruised it. So if you damage your buds, it's going to be under the same mm-hmm. principle. You have to be yeah. real careful not to damage the buds and cause it, it any kind of bruising because that spot there will be more likely to go moldy. This is just a theory I have. It's not like I've read that anywhere. It's just, hmm, huh? that kind of makes sense. So you, be want? careful, be gentle with it and putting them in that kind of thing. And also when you, when you trim it like that, that small, it will be dry in like four or five days, man. And that's not what you want. You want it to dry longer, at least seven days. Ten days is good. Fourteen is is the best if you can do that. But yeah, I wouldn't use them. Uh, what was that one from SG2? We had another uh, the best tool or product in your grow room. <laughs> what are we saying, TG? Me. All right, Sian, what are you saying? Me. Hot shops, pest trips. <laughs> no, me. <laughs> Is he and it's a tool? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps it all going in there. What are you saying, GB? You got loads of flash shit, bro. I am. I got your flash. My favorite piece of kit, I have to say, is my Wi Fi ink boards for my humidity and my temperature. Sweet. Martin, That's what are you saying, man? I don't know. I'm just still thinking about that, you know, what we were talking about a few minutes ago with the trimmer, because uh, like you're after getting the buds to the, to the final stage, you're after putting all this effort in, and then you just throw it through this machine, man. It's just mm-hmm. like the love gone out the window. Yeah, don't do it, man. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. Sacrilege, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can't, you cannot beat a good pair of um, scissors or a good pair of um, trimming, trimming scissors. You yeah. Know? That's what uh, you're saying about equipment there? What are you saying, Martin? Uh, equipment, uh, sorry, what about equipment? What's your, what's your favorite piece of equipment in your grow room? 
in my grown-up oh, i wish i could uh, when i had a grown-up um it mm. was uh, yeah it was what was my favorite bit of equipment it was probably the uh, deep water culture when i had that set up uh, i i love the deep water culture just yeah. being able to, to flick off the lid and, and look at the roots of the plant mm-hmm. Um, that that was probably the coolest piece of equipment that I probably had uh, in, in the grow room back in the day. And uh, TG, what do you say? Uh, well, I don't really have too much like cool shit because I I like to like upcycle and recycle. So I mean, I would say like the thing that I use the most and is the most important is probably my quantum board and my big tent because it's a good quality light. That without that, you know, without providing the plant with with optimal light, even if you have optimized everything else, nutrients, temperature, blah, 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 your plants can't optimally grow, right? Because so, light is the is literally the most, uh, it's the most important factor that affects the most things. Um, so I would say my light, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm proud of all my, my kind of DIY red, green yeah. <laughs> stuff um, because I like to not buy things, obviously, that are single purpose. Um, I like to try and reuse and and think outside the box. And when something works, it always makes me feel really good. So um, mine, yeah, mine has to be my my light, man. My light is a fucking a beast of beasts. The Invisible Sun five thirty, the BR mm-hmm. yeah, fucking the light, right? It's, yeah. You can't do fuck all without the light. Nothing else matters without the light. That's right, and that light is high tech shit, man. I've got to say, I do like my little loop. That's very handy. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you, you, you're not going to know exactly when you're uh, chopping. Sounds up. like this is a good idea for a thread on Percy's. What's your favourite piece of gear in the grow room? Yeah, and there was one more to question. Too. Yeah, my grow. <laughs> I do good have lights, two array fours, epic lights. Um, yeah. Let me just, uh, there was one more question. I can't remember it was. was uh, the one from SG2 here. Was that the one? <laughs> because uh, there was a few sorry we can't squeeze them all and we do need to move on to the interview section uh, but SG2 do you stress the plant before harvest to increase the trichomes if so how SG2 that's another one of those uh, bro science rumours which you're going to find on forums all over the place mate don't listen to that shit <laughs> it depends <laughs> what stress <clears throat> yeah some people put a nail in their stem fuck knows why anybody would think that would be a good thing and <laughs> Not much difference is going to be made over a few days, yeah. really. You There's want the plant to be on, at top health to produce the best shit. There's a you? lot of talk on Twitter recently about people throwing ice on the, the soil oh, surface right before yeah. they harvest to simulate winter time and the plants yeah. like change color. Shock. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. there's no evidence for that. Mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, um, my UV experiment, which I'm going to be sending my buds away probably next week. Uh, for the analysis, there is a lot of science behind that. I was, I was watching a shitload of it last night, um, and there are there is evidence that UV as a stressor does yeah. increase terpene um, and resin production in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The UV protection from the plant. Oh shit! Sorry. Sorry. What was that, Martin? What were you saying, mate? I was just saying that you mentioned there the, the ice in the bucket uh, at the, the final parts of the uh, flowering. Is that not for plants that uh, express that, that anthocyanin um, production, you know, the, the purple? Yeah, to make them more purple when they grow Maybe. colder. Under 15 degrees, they produce a certain chemical which makes the buds and the leaves cooler. But you need to do that for a few weeks before harvest. In just a yeah. few days doesn't make any difference. It needs to be a few weeks. Yeah. And doing that, bringing the temperatures down, is going to be detrimental to the growth of your plant and the terpene production and everything. You don't want to do that. You need to keep your plant 
at optimal conditions so it is yeah, yeah. as healthy as it can possibly be to produce the best shit it can produce yeah yeah you only cool the root zone when you do that too keep in mind like the, the plant the tops of the plants are still at whatever temperature your tent is at so that's a big temperature difference which the plants probably like what the fuck mm-hmm. i mean i can't i don't know i, I don't believe that one the other I don't one believe i believe any of it, is drought stress there is evidence that, that yeah, withholding yeah. water at the end does increase turf. but that that's not at the end there's a particular time in the flowering cycle where they prefer it's like week seven or something but it's not right at the end it's uh, yeah. a couple of weeks before there, the end if you're doing a yeah. like a, a, a spring autumn winter summer all that shit you've got to kind of like scale it down really and you can't mm-hmm. just whack a load of ice on at the last couple of days and think right sorted yeah yeah <laughs> You know, there's all sorts of dodgy theories out there about, and there's no real science behind any of it yet. Maybe there will be in the future, but you know, some of these things might work. Some of them might not, but it's your hobby. If you want to throw ice on your fucking plant and and see what it does, then do it, man. That's, it's completely up to you. You try these things for yourself. If if you're, if you're curious about it, you know, my cousin used to try to get my, uh, his girlfriends to to piss into a bottle so he could water his plant with it. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Years ago. Oh God! Uh, and his his reasoning is his, his piss was dirty because he smoked. He was like, I can't use mine because it'll kill <laughs> because I'm smoking the plant. Oh my God! <laughs> where, yes. where did he read that? You know, <laughs> brought it up himself. <laughs> go. So yeah, that's all the questions we got time for. Anybody got any vows to finish that off? Yeah, don't piss on your plants. Man. Yeah, don't piss on your plants. Don't man. piss on your plants. <laughs> yeah, too much, too much nitrogen in your yeah, yeah, you'll burn the shit out of them. You will burn the shit out of them. Very true. Piss in your compost if you're into that. I do yeah. that. I will say, um, straight up, not all the time, you know, but for a good shot of nitrogen, you can piss in your compost. But yeah, but then that gets broken down and shit yeah, by. All yeah, yeah, for right. sure, for sure. And that's it. Dilute it as well. If you are going to use it, dilute it. Don't use it straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just avoid piss. Basically. Yeah, yeah, you just use some fucking nutrients from the shop, man. Yeah. I mean, I like my DIY, but come on. Yeah, come on. There's a limit to this shit. <laughs> Let's pop a North Korean farm in. <laughs> right, here we go. Interviews. Yes. So today we also have the person who we're interviewing, pre-interview, on the show. How cool is that? Martin, you want to introduce your interview, bro? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is me. To me. Yeah, that, that's a bit <laughs> but there's this guy on the internet called Martin. Sounds a lot like me, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a lunatic. Yeah, I heard he's bringing the cannabis plants to his uh, prime minister, the Taoiseach and all. <laughs> but yeah, dropping outside of office and shit. So yeah, in this in, in this interview, we uh we talk about when you went to court and shit like that. And uh, we'll fire it up and let people listen to it. It's about twenty five minutes long, and then we'll discuss it afterwards in the after party. So loads of fun, you'll enjoy it. And don't forget, uh, it, it's all in the interview and everything. But if you haven't listened to Martin's work before, but well, I'm sure you have, then get over there to my what's it? You can just go Martin's World and find your channel on YouTube, can you, mate? Yeah, Martin's World should yeah. bring it up now on YouTube and. Sweet. Uh, yeah, Twitch, Facebook, all of those other places too. Yeah, man. Just search for it and subscribe and follow, all that kind of thing. And let's move on to the interview and we'll talk about it after. Nice. See you in a bit.
Anyway, Martin, what's going on, man? You was in court recently, right? Yeah, I was supposed to. Be, well, I, I was supposed to be up in front of the judge on Thursday, but uh, I made it to court. And then when I got in there, I was just like, "This is a fucking shit show, man." And mm-hmm. I, got I saw your live stream from the court, didn't you, with your ganja mask on? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I was wearing the old uh, cannabis plant face mask. Got to represent the community <laughs> while I'm in there. Um, yes, you do. Stand, stand proud, nice. um, yes, man. But yeah, when I went in there, it was uh, it was a joke. Uh, the, the the whole place it was incredibly packed. Uh, there wasn't even a window open in the place, so um, I I just kind of took I felt unsafe basically because yeah. of the current pandemic and stuff. So I was just like, you know what? I went downstairs. I, I I left the complaint at the reception desk, and um, I've sent them in uh, a letter of complaint as well. Um, oh, it's a shouldn't be put at that kind of a risk, really. Like, um, uh, as a charge for cannabis, the the court system should be a bit more, uh, should be run more safely, I suppose. <laughs> really, if they're going to be bringing me in there, they better be damn well making sure that I'm not going to catch COVID while I'm in there. Mm. I didn't feel that they were ensuring that the other yeah, day. Yeah, so in well. your video, it was pretty packed. There was quite a few people in there, wasn't there? It was. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you were to if you were to go to mass now at the moment, I think there's only like fifteen or twenty people yeah. out into mm-hmm. the church. But meanwhile, yeah, church that could hold hundreds. Yeah, you know, no. exactly. Massive church and they probably be, be able to open the windows, but they're like, no, no, we can't have that many in there. But for the courts, for the likes of a 10-year cannabis charge, it's like, yeah, yeah, go on in there into this kind of crazy, unsafe environment. What the fuck, man? So how long has it been since you were initially caught with the gram of cannabis? Yeah, I got caught with the cannabis was in April 2019. Um, well, oh. working. So <laughs> over two years ago now at this stage. I was up for the first court case in September for it, and that was put back then until um, uh, November. And then in November, I got caught, I got uh, done for for or for the possession. I got four hundred euro fine and a conviction for possession, and I appealed that then straight away. And that's what I was up for then on Thursday. Okay. Just on the appeal, um, so I didn't. I found unfortunately never got to go ahead with the appeal. Um, so I'm just waiting now for a reply from the complaint I lodged with them. God damn. It's just even the, the thoughts of just having to go to court over fucking 10 euros worth of cannabis is yeah, just, exactly. it boggles the mind when you think about it. How much is it going to cost on solicitors, on fucking, on the judge, on the electricity, on the fucking, on the time of the actual court? You're, yeah, you're going to be talking thousands. No, but thousands. I, bet, I bet you smoked more than that on the morning before court. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, four bomb hits before I went in there, maybe even five. Actually, you know, you know? <laughs> it's just um, madness, yeah. It is like, and that courthouse I went in that was only recently refurbished to the tune of uh, I think it was like 35 million or something like that they paid to, to do up this court. But as part of this doing up, like, uh, there was an extension to services there for solicitors, for the, the guardie, and for the judges, Ooh. like an extension of the spaces where these guys get to, to hang out. Um, but when I was there the other day, like the f- over 50% of the people in the corridor were actually the Gardaí and the solicitors. And and mm-hmm. I, I went to the Gardaí and I said it to him, I was hey, lads, like, pub, where's the enforcement of the public health and safety guidelines because of the current pandemic we're in? And <laughs> they, not not even a, a mumble from them. They, they wouldn't reply to me at all. Yeah, you're not oh, going to get one because yeah. they're not going to incriminate themselves. And... Yeah, but meanwhile, if you go for a walk with your loved one on the beach, like, you, yeah, you know, there's exactly. going to be Gardaí down there, mate. Sure, you're not a... Mm-hmm. Mingling with too many people. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So what happened when you got when you got into court? Um well what, today actually the day I went into court, there's a guy on the security or on the front gate, a security guard, and uh, he's got like a guest list. You gotta be on the guest list to get in. <laughs> right. and, uh, 
So if I if I even arrived into court, is if you're any bit anxious, worried, and you wanted to bring in maybe your, your partner, or your loved one, or something, just wow. to, to help uh, keep, I suppose, just to, to keep, keep you calm, calm and to, to mm. all that your um, emotional support dog. Exactly. Yeah, you, you're not you're not allowed that. I, I wouldn't call my girlfriend that either. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you wouldn't be allowed in um, what, whatever kind of an emotional support partner you need. <laughs> so all these other people are allowed in there, like hundreds of people. Just for you and your one cannabis ten pound flipping or ten euro charge, but you're not allowed to bring anybody else in with you at all. Yeah. Wow. Wow, it's man. Madness. That's like medieval shit. That is. Yeah. Sounds almost like what they do in China with those closed door courts and the shit. Like, I mean, no witnesses, no cameras. Yeah. That, that's the one funny thing I always found about the courts is how you're you're not allowed to really record anything inside it, or um, yeah. at least not with any real recording devices outside of mm. an old Pion Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because uh, I, I wonder really like what what it is that they're trying to control there through mm-hmm. doing that. I always thought that as well. So how was the actual case when you was in the court? I, I never went in. I you didn't go, in. you walked out because of the I, uh, the COVID thing. Exactly, yeah. I wasn't willing to stay there. I went down, I said uh, it to the receptionist. Right. I was like, look, that that's, uh, I goes, that's like a free-for-all up there. I goes, uh, it's very unsafe. I was like, is there anything you can do to accommodate <laughs> for me? I was like, I'm going to go outside. I said, you can call me in for the case when it comes up. And he goes, no, we can't be doing that at all. And I goes, that's wow. fine. I goes, I'm going to have to leave uh, for my own safety. I said, can I lodge an official complaint here with you now? Nice. Said, you can't. Uh, he goes, but here's an address here. Forward on your complaint to this address. So I'm saying that. And I've done that. And I'm also going to follow up now with the director for public prosecutions. Just to inform them because they're the people mm-hmm. who are bringing the prosecution against me. So I, I, I'm just going to inform them. Hey, come here. I couldn't go ahead with that because um, the, the environment was unsafe uh, in light of the guidelines there yeah. currently. And and you know, was your case, was it called, Martin, or was it just... Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I'm not getting any uh, correspondence, I suppose, since... Uh, that's, that's madness. Because if your case was called, and if you weren't there to defend yeah. yourself, they could have just done whatever they wanted and leave and, it to, yeah. to put a warrant out. Exactly, and the fact that he wasn't uh, allowed, you weren't allowed to record a complaint at the time... Mm. That's just fucking so, so wrong. The system is wrong. Yeah, it's rigged like Don't we know it? Yeah, there's definitely uh, been an imbalance there anyway. Yeah. The rules, like there are a lot more rules there for us than there is for for them, I suppose, really. Mm. like. Well, that's always the way, isn't it? There's one rule for us and there's one rule for them. Right? Who gives them the fucking right to be able to turn around and tell you that you have to go into court? You have yeah. to go in. We're not going to enforce the two-meter meter rules or make sure everybody is wearing a mask and things like that but no no you have to be in there because we say you have to be in there yeah. well that, i came up with that that approach before i suppose and that that ended up with me getting brought to prison for five mm-hmm. days for not showing up to court because yeah. uh as you kind of quite rightly said like what gives them the right to, to continue to, to force me to have to show up in this place uh like I, I was there in the court numerous times before, as I say, before I ever got my first conviction, I was given, um, it was at nine donations to, to the charity box before I ever got my first conviction. And each of those times I got that that opportunity to pay the donation to, to not get a conviction, I would have pleaded my case in there with the judge to kind of, you know, show a bit of compassion. Ooh. Hey, this yeah. is not right. That's going on. I'm, I'm not um, a criminal. I don't deserve this kind of treatment. And uh 
at the time I suppose I didn't word it rightly you know but right now I, I can see where my fight was it's a, it's a human rights issue mm-hmm. but what they're doing is they're infringing on my rights and uh, our, our rights should come before the, the rights of the government you know to, to set these laws down in place for for what our own protections from ourselves yeah it's it's so mm-hmm. silly so yeah when it comes down to it like what who gives them the right it's it's we give them the right by by allowing them to to do this to us um it's just I just can't help but uh, t- take the the kind of the saying and not be a part of my own oppression. Um, and showing up in the courts the other day, going along to this, like it's it's very man, it's it's very damaging internally to your to your, to your mental health. Mm-hmm. Distress, um, man. It's, it's fucking some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, big big time. Like so, I'm I'm at the point now again where I, I'm almost uh, going to just not participate in their system anymore. Like if they, they can come with their summonses, they can come with whatever they like. But it's. I just feel like the whole thing is corrupt and it's uh I'm not going to get a fair shake at the hand if I go and show up in their court system. I'm not I'm not like the, the ones that are set up against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said at the end at the, at the beginning of this, uh, it's our human rights should come first above all else. Mm-hmm. And if they're being infringed upon um, then that's much more worth uh, uh, upholding uh, as opposed to these silly acts that were put in place like by uh governments that have been shown to be corrupt in the past that are already. But, you, you know, they're still going to force you to participate in this system. And they'll come hunting you down if you don't show up at court, like yeah. you've already experienced. But I suppose you're, you're ready for this, man. You're, you're always ready for this fucking fight. You know, you're there fighting on the front line for everybody who is involved with cannabis in any way, medically, recreationally, especially in Ireland, man. You're there on this fucking mission. Yeah, well, you have to be like if if you're going to hold beliefs, um, you have to be ready to stand for them. Or what? What's the point of holding yeah. these beliefs? Mm-hmm. And unless you're like, is really that that's what's going to get get this change? Is just people willing to to stand up for for their beliefs? Mm-hmm. Like, and I I believe this is a violation of of my human rights. I always felt like it was, but I was never able to express it. I suppose until the the last couple of years, really understanding, um, that the the commonality of different struggles that came before us. Again, you you the gay community, you've the, the black people, you know, you've the stuff that went on over in, in India and Africa. Like there's so many uprisings of people standing up and fighting for their rights before. Mm-hmm. And if these people were to sit around and, and just wait, you know, wait, wait until they give us back our rights. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. would yeah. never have gotten those back the rights. The mm-hmm. gay community would not be accepted today. Like there there would be still bloody apartheid over in Africa, you know, like yeah, unless people until people get up and stand up for it. Yeah, you've got to fight for it, and you. Exactly, you have to be part of the change if you want to see it. So how's the podcast doing as well, man? You see, you've like on one point four k subscribers now up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's growing away nicely. Um, nice, nice, consistent uh, flow of new people kind of getting in there. Um, so people are definitely helping to to get that message out there further. And um, I've I've a whole host of plans for the summer. I'm after holding um. Two protests already. I done four twenty. I didn't uh, protest for Bob Marley's birthday, um, and those were public protests. I've done a number of protests there, kind of on my own. Just, uh, just went out and just uh, done these. Uh, what would you call them? Lone wolf missions. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, the to help you now. He's like your campaign manager, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um no it, it's it the, the audience has grown and I'm, I'm going to hopefully utilize that to, to to make a movement of people out here across the the island of ireland and and further afield too you know it's, it, this is not just uh an, an unjust uh 
cause that's happening here. You know, the UK, have the same fight mm-hmm. still in America. There, there's still many states that have to, to be free from this of the oppressed, oppressive prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all in this together. We're all helping one another. We're all feeding off one another, like not just here, but right across the, the, the borders. And which is mm-hmm. great to see. It really goes to show the power of, uh, of this plant and this campaign, this movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I suppose when you look at it, uh, looking in America, um, in some of the states where prohibition has been lifted and you've uh, adults can now access uh, recreational cannabis, um, because it's still illegal in other states, that creates problems in the states where it's legal because they're drawn in criminals, mm-hmm. I suppose, from out of state who are going to buy cannabis legally and now transport it illegally out of state again. Yep. Um, people just crossing the border to buy weed and shit, you know. Yeah, and and the people who who that attracts, uh, they're they're not the, the kind of people you want to be attracting. Uh, you know, if know. cannabis was just ubiquitously legal everywhere, then that you wouldn't be attracting that type of person mm-hmm. into your state because there, there's no need for them anymore. It's coming though, man. I think uh, it's it, Chuck Schumer is on a mission. Mm-hmm. He wants yeah. to get it done within the next year. Yeah, and I can see him getting it done as well. It seems as if, you know it'll be federally legal then, and then the banking will change. A lot of laws will change then, and that it'll be massive for everybody when when it becomes federally legal in the US. Yeah, big time. And, and when you think about it as well, like with this recent pandemic, that uh, all the messaging that's gone out there, you know, in this together and saving lives, and uh, yeah, you no, know, you've seen the, the way people hands turn. face space. Yeah, well, you see the way people turn against <laughs> one another when making arguments, you know, well, there's not that many people dying or the people who are dying yeah, are only vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. But where was that same compassion when those arguments were made for ending this war on drugs? Because the people who are dying are, are vulnerable and uh, the, the, there's mm-hmm. the ones who are being affected. But we never had that same compassion there. And that was something yeah. that was easy. As you said, Chuck Schumer now flying ahead with this, he could have cannabis uh, federally legalized across America in a year. Like that's how easy it is to, to, to change these policies. And if we were to change these policies, we would save untold amount of lives mm-hmm. because so many lives are being lost needlessly because of the prohibition that's there that get puts adulterated drugs in front of people. And um, it, it, the damage that happens then as a result of that is uh, it, it's just unnecessary and it could be changed if we, if we change this uh, prohibition. So when you look at that, the pandemic, you know, saving lives, Surely, like we should be trying to save all of these vulnerable lives and yeah. uh, the people addicted uh, included in that. It's Very shocking, but they don't see this. You know, they've got think tanks of people who paid shitloads of money to <laughs> look into these problems and think about the best way to fix it. And that a group of stoners who do podcasts on YouTube can come up with these, you know, the the solutions to these problems. And they fucking can't. There's got to be some well, kind of agenda behind it. With drugs, I think a lot of it comes from still there's that like especially not not just with cannabis but especially with you know, like opiates and the harder drugs and stuff there's a stigma that those people are are choosing those those substances they're choosing to be addicted and yeah. they're choosing that lifestyle versus having problems which is causing them to seek yeah. out a solution which just in this case happened to be drugs you know it could have been gambling it could have been whatever addiction but you know drugs well, it's uh, propaganda as well isn't it yeah and then you get people that are like well, they should just pick themselves up by their bootstraps, all that kind of yeah. shit. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, money gets involved. And that's, I think, why the the prohibition war is, is so perpetual and so lucrative. But doesn't doesn't mean that it's not bullshit and, you know, should be fucking ended because, like Martin says, you know, we want to save these lives. Who really talk about, um, you know, human ending human suffering in that respect and, and self-preservation and stuff we need to look 
harm reduction, not not the current fucking model of prohibition. Mm. Protection of the consumer, like everything else. You said something there a few minutes ago, TG, around like the the agenda behind these people and these groups that are kind of forming these policies. We have a medicinal cannabis access program that was passed here in, in Ireland and it was supposed to come into effect in it almost three years ago or something now. And they only funded mm. it this year and still today nobody has gotten access to it. And, but if you look uh, at the available data that's out there in terms of the efficacy of cannabis and treating mm-hmm. different uh, treat or conditions, the three conditions chosen for the medicinal cannabis access program have been kind of found to be the conditions that have uh, the least amount of efficacy shown towards the condition from cannabis, meaning that like cannabis mm. isn't really great for these conditions, in fact, that were chosen. So yeah. you wonder again, like, well, who are these people that are making these policies? Well, they, they can't show you false results, can they? If, if, interesting, if they're yeah. actually getting results, they can't falsify them and say we're not getting any results. So this cannabis is no good. Mm-hmm. But the, you see, the thing is, they're using these things because they'll turn around and go, it's not as good as what everybody is making. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're yeah, not, yeah. It's not Here's the super the drug. You know, and here, and that's what they're using. They're okay, using yeah. the ones that they are least effective against it's, instead it's of selective bias. You know, it's, exactly. it's not falsifying the data per se, but it's, nope. it is because mm-hmm. and you're there's not. also um, the smaller population sample as well within those conditions. Exactly. So there'll mm-hmm. be less of demand there as well for it. Mm-hmm. They'll only be less effective, but there'll be less of a demand. So giving them two reasons to kind of not go ahead anymore with the program. There, there's mm-hmm. nobody wants to get access to the program and sure that the products mm-hmm. aren't effective at all. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later, we still won't have a, an effective uh, system in place for medical cannabis yeah. access. Well, it's going to be a bit ridiculous when everybody else has got their system in place and you use a lot of left on your own, isn't it? They're mm-hmm. going to have to do something then. When it changes federally in the USA, uh, everywhere will adopt it eventually. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, you know, this kind of way of thinking again, you know, that, that almost gets you to sit back in your chair and, and mm, wait, and you know, it's kind of, yeah. mm-hmm. there, there's something we can do now and that, that's the people can get together and just not wait for the government. We, we've tried, you know, we've been very nice in our approach and asking all along for permission to be uh, allowed access to this. But now mm-hmm. I think it's time we just uh, take access to it, you know, to again, take, yeah. take back our rights mm. uh, that, that are ours. And whenever governments uh to take away in the first place and Indeed, uh, mate. something i'm always How? encouraging people to do is just grow their own cannabis and, and form their own little social circles but um i'm trying to form um a structure there that we can get people to, together that will give them a better argument in court and um, trying to prove that what they're doing is is not for profit it's for harm reduction and it's a uh, it, it's a protest in uh, reaction to the um ignorance by faced uh, from the government you know over the last recent years the most important thing in this as well is uh, I'm I'm not trying to get the authorities, I suppose, to support us. It's it's the public, actually, that uh, yeah. for me, as, yeah, as yeah. I said, it's, the, it's getting people out there into the media and winning over those fence-sitters. There's so many people out there sitting mm-hmm. on the fence. There's so many people, actually, who support us, but they're just in the closet. In the, these yeah, are, yeah. aren't even consumers. Um, but if they see a movement such as what I described there, where it's just the community of people wanting to, to protect themselves, who, who can argue against anybody wanting to protect themselves? Yeah, It'd be very hard, you know, we, we twist the argument now, like it's no longer these drug users growing cannabis to fulfill, fulfill their, their drug needs. It's a yeah. community of people growing a plant um, to protect yeah. themselves. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. like easier <laughs> to support a, a large group as, it is, as opposed to a few individuals doing mm-hmm. something. 
and trying to claim it's like a benefit. And there's so much ample evidence out now too that if you look and if you're willing to see, like in Canada, I mean, we have medical here. Yeah. The world hasn't ended. The sky hasn't fallen. Everybody's fine. So why why are they saying in Ireland that mm. oh no, it's actually going to cause Armageddon and Satan's mm-hmm. going to walk the earth yeah. and kill everybody? You know, like Canada, shit loads of states. There's plenty of evidence now. So for anybody listening to the show who haven't come across Martin's World before. Where can they find your podcast? Can they download it anywhere? Or are you just streaming live? Um, yeah, outside of streaming live, um, it's available in audio format, but I, I don't release uh, the 420 News. Uh, 420 yeah. News is only streamed live because there's a, a lot of uh, visual references there that um, don't really work too well in, in the audio only format. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I might try to work it into it in future, but right now you can only get that in video on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. <laughs> you stream every couple of days? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, four twenty. Yeah, get those out there um, on the regular. Try to, to be consistent enough with them. Yeah, um, it's tough juggling this and family life and college mm-hmm. life, but uh, I manage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Re- really blowing this kind of uh, lazy, unmotivated stoner <laughs> out of the water, <laughs> like. Isn't it? <laughs> to be fair, there's isn't quite it? a lot of us that that, that like ridic- ridicule the the stoner image of sitting on their ass doing nothing. I I think zombie every single person on this panel here, yeah, exactly. including Martin, blows that reference out <laughs> of the water because mm-hmm. we are all extremely productive and we are all big stoners. But that's because exactly. we've got enough weed. I think people who smoke weed but don't have enough weed are usually too depressed to want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> just trying to find more weed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, good I'm theory. A bit depressed when I've only got a little bit. Yeah, left as well. It's stressful. Uh, I see the um the the overgrow the government uh, campaign is kind of going well. I see a lot of people still sending me pictures of uh of plants on on roundabouts and flower boxes oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. randomly across uh, the country. So uh, is there? Ah, oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I have a few that are going to be going out there this week myself as well. So. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I'm I doing actually... that too. Just put, as you see there, oh, nice. there's about 100 or 150 seeds there going down to our good friend, John Finnegan. Oh, I've got nice. double oh. that amount for you in, the, yeah. in your drilled mug here. Um, I, might, I might go over and see his lordship in the morning and I'll grab some of TG's seeds and I'll stick them in the post for you. Sweet. It's been a while <laughs> since I mentioned yeah, it. <laughs> because I have, I have, um, I need some of the Purple God Bud for Martin. Um, yeah. I have a few others. I have these ones here, Martin. They're got for go down to you for the see the future. Um, the, this this two lot. Nice. I have them to to bring down to you when I do eventually get down. Nice. Um, which hopefully now with fucking things changing, I should be able to get down in the next two weeks. That's the job. I've found a nice spot outside there where I've been um, able to get a good few germinate and I've been using um, party cups and what I've been doing is uh, I've kind of buried the, the party cups into the ground a little bit just to keep them a bit more insulation yeah, yeah. and um, I've just covered them around with uh, chicken wire and it's a bit so so far so good that there hasn't been anything nice. in there trying to eat my seeds and, oh, happy uh, days for germinating out and it's uh, it's it's good for me, I suppose, so I don't have to germinate anything at home. Yeah, yeah. Germinate yeah. things away from home and I, I'll get them to a nice size and then I'll plant them into a more public spot then so that uh, everyone can see them. 
the, the protest I held for Bob Marley here on the 11th of May, actually, I, got, I brought a plant into the city with me. It was about maybe six inches tall in, in again, a, a bright red party cup. Uh, and I'd place it down in front of the speaker where Bob was playing all day, where I was uh, giving a speech from. And the public were walking up and down. Loads of people were just looking at the plant. I would say a good 75% of the people who who seen the plant it brought a smile to their face. They were just like, oh, that's a cannabis plant. Yeah. <laughs> little yeah, kids coming in, cycling around the plant, you know. Poisonous, and like, yeah. No problems. It, it was a very positive no casualties, no oh, fatalities. No, no, not yeah. And uh, I, I managed to bring the plant uh, back oh, uh, to its brothers and sisters afterwards. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Yeah. Even better. But I you have to go. You I'm do gonna, have to run, Martin, don't yeah, you? Yeah, on, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Thanks for popping over. It's great as always. And yeah, good, good stuff with the podcast. Keep it up, man. I've been yeah, you too, bro. You too. We look forward to more. Is you you're busy tomorrow? Um, no, I, I won't be busy tomorrow. Yeah, a, Monkey Dewey's and coming tomorrow, so because he's on holiday. So if you want to take his seat, you just find a news article at the start. You know how the how our episodes roll in it. Yeah, yeah. So you can join us if you like for a couple of hours, and then we have the interview break. We'll play the interview while we, and then everything's muted. We chat in the background, and then finish the show off. Oh, to be able to ask the person for the interview, we've never had this before. That's something yeah, that yeah. we've interviewed has been actually taken. You can introduce the show. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is Martin, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be cool if you want to go for it. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, uh, start at 9 p.m. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to High on Homegrown. Part two. Interview is over. We're on the after party. What are we saying? Did you notice that he put on the wrong music there for the after party? Oh, Martin! I can't believe you sold me out like that, bro. That's shocking. Oh, oh. Banned, banned, banned from the podcast. He'll never be back there. <laughs> the man's been here for like uh, an hour or so, and he's figured Mackie already. You know, he's like, shit, shit. Yeah, man. Great interview, though, Martin. Man, Thanks for joining us again yesterday and today as well. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure, as I say. It's, it's been great to hang out with yourselves. I'm often quite alone in my own podcast, so it's, uh, it's been quite a different one. Yeah, it's different when there's a group and there's people to speak to me, shit, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And, I, um, I did like 10 minutes on my own on Friday, and it was just like, <laughs> you know, what the fuck do we talk about here? I think I did talk about some stuff. Yeah, but then CN popped in and then I popped in. Yeah, after about 10 minutes. Yeah, and then it was all good. I was still there telling my dry jokes and shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, and Mackie's humor does be terrible. Did he tell? Did, don't tell me he didn't tell you about the fucking moth. The moth gone into the. Don't do it again, Mackie. The, mo- the moth and the podiatrist joke is one of no. the best jokes you'll ever hear. It, it is not. It is just shocking. It could be a very good joke, just not told by you. I've told it. I've told it good before. It just depends on what kind of mood you're in and what kind of story you want to tell. How long you want to go on for? But yeah. and the did after party with one joke. Remember that Adam and Eve one I told you. Remember that one? No. <laughs> oh come on, you remember that one? No. Can't have uh, been that funny. About the fish? No. 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 Yeah. Oh, I'm not telling it online because it was okay, dreadfully okay. offensive in so many ways, which most jokes are. You know? Which you're not allowed to be. <laughs> which you're not allowed to be. 
Not live. Not live. Well, you're not allowed to say fucking anymore. Yes. No. But, yeah, but they, they are offensive jokes. It's, remember when we were kids and we could tell like loads of different jokes and people yes. would find them funny and wouldn't get offended. And now everybody yes. just gets offended by everything. Yeah. Can I tell an Irish joke? Seems no. we've got a lot of Irish people in the uh, the audience. No, and two members, <laughs> two and a half members on the show. No, yeah. they, uh, Irish jokes are crap anyway, man. I know. Just... Yeah, they, 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 these are ones from my childhood though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well not Irish. Sure, you know you can keep them. Yeah, you keep them. Keep them. Paddy <laughs> Irish man, Paddy Scotsman, and Paddy fucking Englishman. Oh no, he's Irishman on his own. That's where the Kerryman jokes. <sighs> My mum, obviously, I've got to explain myself. My mum's Irish, so we used to take a piss out of my mum on a <laughs> fucking regular basis. And she'd love it. She'd laugh so fucking hard at some of these jokes. It was untrue. And it was kind of like my childhood thing. It, it was... Well, it was on the your mama jokes are a good one. I've seen some good your mama jokes this week. <laughs> them them oh, fucking God. jokes. You know, your mama's so fat, she got on the scales and it said to be continued. Who's next? <laughs> Your mama's so fat when she turned around It's a birthday <laughs> Next, GB, what you got? Your mama's so fat Her blood groups gravy <laughs> you know, TG, what you got, man? Hey, your uh, mom is so fat She jumped in the air and got stuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen this, this one comedian, right? This big black dude. He was telling this joke, fucking hilarious. He, he was telling jokes with his mom, and his mom's going, I can I can tell better jokes than you. He's like, No, I can tell better jokes than you. So they're doing your mama jokes backwards and forwards. And he's like, Your mama so ugly, uh, yeah, your mom's so fat, you hang frames on the wall and they fall off, and all this kind of shit. And in the end, his mom tells joke back to him, and she's like, "Your mama's so nasty. She sucked your daddy's dick and kissed you good night." <laughs> oh! <laughs> she said it to her son. You know what I'm saying? It's like you'll never feel clean again. Savage. I got one. Your mama's so fat. They named her farts. <laughs> they, they, they named her farts. They fat. named her farts. Don't, I don't get that one. I don't get that either. Nah, I didn't think you would as it goes. It's, it's, it's beyond like normal humour. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be elevated <laughs> on an elevated level. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, what other fucking uh, mama jokes we got? There's so many in there. <laughs> John Finnegan CN's jokes from the 18th century. <laughs> 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 Your mom's so fat The only time she sees her favourite show Now is on weighting scales Weighing scales Sees her favourite show now is on I don't get that one Anybody? No. Did, did he write it wrong? <laughs> did I read it wrong? <laughs> See, everybody's fucking humour's gone man Your mum like... was so fat She sat on an iPhone and it turned into an iPad <laughs> Um Man, there was just so many. You just forget them all because, you know, you block out them kind of it's... memories. <laughs> yeah, being bullied at school. Your yeah, mama this, your mama that. <laughs> oh, you, you've, hit, you've hit a nerve there with CN with that 18th century nah, remark. No, 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 no. There was no <laughs> such thing as fucking, like, 
Nate, like mum was so fat jokes in the 18th century, man. They only came into being in the 1970s, I reckon. <laughs> so what's going on here? It's like in the UK and shit, we used to have, we don't have any more, you know, the Englishman, Irishman and Scotsman jokes. jokes. Yes. But you're saying here, because Martin said, and Bob Marley here said, that it's uh, in Ireland, is it more like the Irishman is a Kerryman? Is it? Yeah. Kerry, that's, that's pretty much the... The thing is, yeah. uh, the, the, the Irish, the Irish joke, are they? You know the way yeah. all those Paddy Englishman, Paddy Irishman, and Paddy mm-hmm. Scotsman jokes. Kerry's the, the butt end joke of Ireland. Kerry is the butt end joke of Ireland. Lovely place, I have to say. It's a fabulous place. Like if you ever go to Kerry, you can never understand the word they fucking yeah, speak. But true. they do speak with. It's the lilt. It's kind of like they're <laughs> singing opposed to to speaking. You know. It's 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 depends where what part you go. Yeah, it's all the Kerryman invention. There's a there's an unusual lilt. <laughs> the Kerryman's tea bag. <laughs> they made them waterproof so you can make a tea in the rain without getting the tea bag wet. <laughs> See Gap now in the market there. Listen, listen, no Irish jokes allowed, people. Yes, no Irish jokes. No Irish jokes because you might offend the Irish contingency. Even but though what, what, what about if we ch- what jokes. about if we change the terminology, right? So um, there were, ah, here we go. Here we, oh look, you see, if here we go, change. right? Hold on, GB, I've got it right. There was an indica smoker, a sativa smoker, and a ruderala smoker, right? And they all wanted to go for a job at Brick Lane Yard. Do you see what I did there? See how I changed them? And the ruderalis guy can be the dumbass. That's what we can do. <clears throat> Sounds good. Now we can tell our oh, now we can tell our inappropriate stupid, jokes. Because fucking autos are stupid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, ruderalis on its own. And not autos. Autos are badass, man. You know I love my autos. Yeah. <laughs> man, but so many good jokes. You know, like here's a, a, a fringe. Should we go for a fringe offensive one? <laughs> what what you call a, Jap- oh, a Japanese car thief? Jack Nikamoto. <laughs> <laughs> it works, right? <laughs> we've just defended the only Japanese listener we've got. Sorry, our Japanese listener. <laughs> Sorry, we don't mean any offense. We're just having fun. We're just having fun. <laughs> You know, you make some jokes to get the English. Though, I don't mind. You'll, you'll get all them <laughs> sympathetic people. Yes, the virtue signalers. Yes, those. Yes, ones. and yes. they'll all be like writing in to say we're not allowed to do that because think of the poor Japanese people. Yes, and so we don't mean to offend them. We don't mean to offend anybody. And we just smoking weed. We are. just smoking weed, bro. Chill, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. Husky said, uh, "Your mum is so fat. It took me two buses and a train to get to her good side." <laughs> nice. Your mum. Is so fat, even Orion's belt in space is too small for her waist. Uh, I put <laughs> more Kerry ones. Sorry, anybody from Kerry. I put three shovels against the wall and asked the Kerry man to take his pick, and he was there for hours. Fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> your mom is so fat. I swerved to miss her in my car and ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you remember uh, when we were all when we were all around the same age so we've all got like the same kind of apart from zn no no offense bro. But, yeah. <laughs> but do you remember the diarrhea jokes century references please <laughs> you remember the diarrhea song you know 
your mum was there, so I did it in her air diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That went on for fucking years now, that diarrhea song. It did, years. man. Go on, what's your best diarrhea verse then, man? Bit, man? What's your best diarrhea verse? Oh, Go on, see it. I, I can't honestly remember. It comes out uh, your bum like an automatic gun. <laughs> <laughs> it drips. I know. Um, oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, oh, fucking hell. Go on, GB, you got one. You've got to have some diarrhea jokes. <laughs> uh, not really. It no? spits, it strains, it drips like rain. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Martin? You got, did you remember that? Was, was this just a UK thing, was it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I can definitely remember it, but it wasn't as big of a thing, I think. Yeah, um, it wasn't. We just took it to the next level, man. Yeah, we, we, were, just, we were just poor man. kids, man. This is all we had. Just yeah, <laughs> these true. made of rhymes. TG, did you have that? You had that, that right? bazooka bubblegum. I don't remember diarrhea stuff. But then again, I'm not very good at remembering uh, shit. Well, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> remember anything diarrhea related. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you UK listeners out there will remember that shit. I'll give you one, and it's a, it's, I don't think it's too long a one. The, the, the three paddies are up in a, the airplane, Paddy Irish and Englishman, Scotsman, and uh, the, the plane's about to crash, and uh, the, you know, there, there's no uh, air, air, air bloody parachutes on the airplane. So uh, they, they get out to go to the jump, and uh, Jeannie kind of uh, compares and gives, like, look, I'm going to save you. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to wish about what you land on. Um, so Paddy Irishman comes up, and he's like, oh, I want to land on a big pool of whiskey, and he jumps out, and he lands in a big pool of whiskey. So Paddy Scotsman comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, I want to land in a river full of salmon. I don't know. I can't think of anything for Scotsman. <laughs> and yeah, he jumps out of the plane, lands in a river full of salmon. All's good. Paddy Englishman comes up and he goes, I want to land. And he slips and he says, shit. And he lands in a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anything. No offense. We're just telling jokes. Yeah, I've got, I've got a good one. Jokes. I've got that. I've got to tell this, this Paddy one. This oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's three men. There's Englishman, Irishman, and Scotsman. And they're all friends, and they're looking for a job together. And they walk past the bricklaying yard, right? And they see a sign that says, help wanted. So they're like, oh, cool, man. We can possibly go in here and get a job. So it's like, all right, man. Everybody wait here. Englishman, he goes into this cabin. There's the boss there. He's like, you're looking for, for workers? Like, yeah, man. All I need to know, mate, is how many bricks can you lay in an hour? And the Englishman's, I don't know, say about 200. But that's decent, man. That's decent. Just look me in the eye and tell me what's wrong with me. He's going, well, you've got an ear down here and an ear up here. And he's got like lopsided ears on his face. And he's like, right, cool, man. Now, if you ever catch taking the piss, you're going to get sacked. Englishman's like, yeah, fair enough. Not no problem, man. No, I'll start work. Goes out, starts laying his bricks. Scotsman sees that happen. He's like, oh, cool, man. It fucking worked for him. I'm going to give it a shot. So he wanders into the office and he sees the guy and he's like, yo, mate, you, you give him a job. Can I have a job as well? He's like, yeah, man, how many bricks can you lay in an hour? He's like, I don't know, about maybe 175. So like, that's all right. So look me in the eye, tell me what's wrong with me. And he's like, well, you've got an ear down here and an ear up here. He's like, cool. Ever catch you taking the piss and you're sacked? Like, Fair enough. And he goes out and he starts laying his bricks. So the Irishman, he goes in. He's like, mate, you give them a job. You got one for me? He's like, yeah, sure, man. How many bricks you lay in an hour? He's like, I don't know, maybe 150. He's like, okay, just look me in the eye, tell me what's wrong with me. And he's like, uh, you're wearing contact lenses. It's like, fucking hell, man, how do you know that? He's like, You'll never get glasses to fit them ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's classic. Yeah, I, got, I got a quick one. What do, you, what, what do you call a bulletproof Irishman? Don't know. Rick O'Shea. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, I like them simple, quick ones rather than them long ones. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying about them blonde yeah. jokes? Blonde. I was just going to ask. Are blonde jokes about everybody? Aren't we? Are they offensive? Still, well, fuck it, no. we might as well just get stuck in now, mate. You know, <laughs> I feel like making fun of blondes. That's kind of like... blondes who walk into a bar. Think one of them would have seen us. Wow, that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. What's the difference? What's the difference between an Englishman and his photograph? Um, I don't know. The photograph is developed. He's <laughs> trying to say we're all knuckle draggers or something. <laughs> well, some, yeah, for sure. Mate. There's, another quick, there's another quick one for you there with the three paddies. They're retired, right? And they're they're in the nursing home and they're having a bit of a bit, an argument as the the what they watch on the TV. And Paddy Englishman he wants to to watch the horse racing, and Paddy Scotsman he wants to watch, watch a bit of porn, and Paddy Irishman he wants to watch the the religious channel. Um, baby Jesus will be born. So uh, they, were, they, they were kind of arguing and they were like, look, we'll just watch it for two seconds each and we'll change between the channels. So it kind of sounded like this. And they're off. Uh, uh, and the baby was born. <laughs> Man, this is all we had back in the day. Remember, we was like eight, nine years old telling all these terrible fucking jokes in the playground. Man. <laughs> Oh, did you hear the one with the three paddies when they get caught in the jungle by the uh, the, the tribe of uh, Aborigine guys? Mm. And uh, they, they get told, uh, go on off into the jungle and come back with uh, 10 pieces of fruit and that's your challenge and we'll tell you what happens then she after that. So they go off into the jungle, all different directions. Paddy Scotsman is the first one back and he comes back with a bunch of the bananas. So the tribesmen are like, look, um, we're, we're going to stuff these bananas up your ass one at a time and if your facial expression changes, we're going to kill you, skin you and make you into a canoe. So they're, they're stuffing the bananas up his ass. They, they got to like four or five and he was kind of like, oh, you know, I made a noise and they, they killed him, skinned him, turned him into a canoe. So Paddy Irishman came back and he came back with 10 grapes. So he's getting the, the, the grapes. You know, he got told the story. We're going to stick these up your ass. You better keep your face the same. No, no facial expression changes. Like in a, He was on grape nine and he was just getting number 10 uh, up and he started <laughs> breaking his whole laughing. And uh, they, they killed him, skinned him, turned him into a canoe, and he was up in heaven, and he was talking to Paddy Scotsman, and Paddy Scotsman was like, John, you, you ran great nine, what happened, Paddy, like? And he was like, I, mean, I couldn't help but laugh. He goes, I seen Paddy Englishman coming with the 10 pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, I got in fair trouble there for these, like... <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, but that's it, you know, jokes, man. They have to be offensive. They have to d- point down or up at somebody. Because there's that thing somebody said before that you can't punch, punch down at comedy. Punching down at comedy is bad comedy. You have to punch up. But then that, go- that guy who made, uh, I don't know which comedian it was. Who the fuck was that guy? Shouted a lot. Big fat white guy shouted a lot. Dean Cook. But he did the fucking the Somalia, the, the Africa, when people were starving out in Africa, and he did that bit. Um, Dan Cook's the only white guy that I remember just yelling all the time. It's like, you know, they were asking for donations, man, and there's fucking flies everywhere. You know what flies are? Shit, somebody's fucking eating it. <laughs> it just starts just tearing them apart, man. It's funny as fuck. But, you know, offensive. Yeah, I've got a big offensive. <laughs> funny. A, 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 a nice offensive one for you, then. 
What's the difference between Jimmy Savile and Margaret Thatcher? Uh, <laughs> lots, but there's going to be a specific one that you're going to tell us. <laughs> Nothing. They're both dead. <laughs> Fucked miners. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> nobody can do me for that one either because they're both dead it's like it's like the one that they say about how do you cast or how do you circumcise a priest you kick the altar boy in the chin oh god oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as self-filtered you know you tell the joke to yourself before you say it online <laughs> I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind saying it about the breeze so i was gonna say the other one oh, i the whole fucking lot of them against me oh, shit. <laughs> man there's so many funny jokes out there oh and just try to think of ones too i have another one on the paddies that they were over in america looking for jobs and uh, they, they, they all go and apply in for this one and uh, jump. Uh, they, they go in and the interview was like, uh, yeah, come back in a few days. Uh, we'll call you for uh, the second part of the interview. They all get called up. So Paddy Englishman is the first one to get called up and he arrives down and uh, the interviewer guys are like, look, go on into the room there and uh, you have to kill the person who's in there. <clears throat> so he went in, comes back out straight away. He's like, I can't kill that person. That's my wife. Like, I can't kill her. And uh, he's like, Grand, you can't have the job. So uh, Paddy Scotsman came up. Uh, he got called up the next day and he, he was next. And same thing, you know, going in there that the, the, you have to kill the person in the room and you went in and uh, it was his, his wife again. And um, I can't kill my wife at all. Like uh, he came back out after a few minutes. So, so up comes Paddy Scotsman, you know, our Paddy Irishman. And he, he's same challenge, like going into the room there, kill the person in there. He goes in, it's his wife. And uh, John, there was quiet for about five minutes. And, and then there was bang, bang, bang. And it was quiet again for a few minutes. And then they heard a lot of trashing around inside the room, a lot of smashing and banging and everything. Like, and Paddy Irishman came out covered in blood. And uh, the, the, the guys outside were kind of like, you know, it was the CIA. He was applying for actually, I should have mentioned that. And uh, the, the guys were kind of like, what happened in there? He goes, somebody put fucking planks in me gun, so I had to beat her with the chair. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got, I've got one. Um, you know them guys who was working on the bricklaying yard earlier? Uh, they all good friends, as I said, and they progressed through the company and they started working on a construction site. So one day they've been working there like five years and they've had the same sandwiches every day. The Englishman opens up his, his uh, lunchbox and he's like, fuck's sake, man, ham sandwiches again. If I have ham sandwiches tomorrow, I'm going to jump off the top of this fucking building. And then, oh, well, that's a bit extreme. All right. So the Scottishman, he opens up his lunchbox and he sees he's got cheese sandwiches. Fucking hell, man. Cheese again. If I get cheese tomorrow, I'm going to jump off this fucking building too. And the Irishman, he cracks open his lunchbox. He finds egg sandwiches. Like, fuck's sake, man. Egg sandwiches as well. I'm, if I'm going to jump off with, tomorrow, if I get this as well, lads, fuck this shit. So, <laughs> so then the next day comes and the Englishman, he opens up his, his lunchbox and it's got ham in there. So he jumps off the building and kills himself. And the Scotsman, he opens up his and he has cheese. So he jumps off the building and kills himself. And the Irishman, he opens his, he finds egg. So he jumps off the building and kills himself. Now, at the funeral, all the wives are there and they're all devastated, obviously. And the Englishman's wife, she's like, you know, if you just told me that he didn't want ham sandwiches, I would have fucking made something else. And Scottish, Scottish wife is there like, oh, man, you know, same for me. If you just said that he didn't want cheese anymore, would have made him a different kind of sandwich. And the Irish wife is there and she's crying her eyes out. She's like, I just don't understand. 
he made his own fucking sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Here, I, I have one. Right. Better comes home, and he says to the wife, I have a small problem. She turns around, she goes, no, we have a problem. We're a couple. We're married. We're a unit. Your problem is my problem. We'll do this together. Oh, fucking overwhelmed. Thanks be to Jesus, love you guys. We're after getting your pregnant, your sister pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did you hear about the two car pileup in Mexico? 200 Mexicans died. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> That 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 will be more apt. To, say, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> oh, John's got one here landed in chat. <clears throat> I haven't read it, so let's just do this live. Free pad is about to be executed. Just when they're about to be killed, the English dude shouts earthquake and runs away. The Scottish guy shouts hurricane and then runs off. The Irish guy just about to be killed shouts fire. <laughs> 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 yes, good jokes. <laughs> I got a good one. One of my favorite memes. So, cop gets accused of racism. Cop replies, "I'm not a racist. My wife's eye is black." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got another one. <laughs> Come on, see end. We're waiting. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. Can I do this? Maybe. Oh, yeah. How many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Don't be stupid. Feminists can't change anything. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, there's nothing better than laughing at those fucking jokes. <laughs> okay, I have one for a Scots one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I have a Scottish one. Right. Uh, a Scotsman is what, and his wife are walking past a swanky new restaurant. Did you smell that food? She asked with an absolute incredible fucking look on her face. Being a kind-hearted Scotsman, he looks at her and he goes, love, come on, I'll treat you. And he walks back past her. What? <laughs> he walks back, back past the restaurant. Oh, you don't get no. it. It doesn't matter. No. I, might, I might have ruined it. I might have ruined it. <laughs> I might have done I did, I did. I ruined it. Man, who's your favourite comedian? I'd say I love, I love um, Billy Connolly or... Um, Lee Evans, I think they're fucking hilarious. Oh wow, it's a hard one, man. Yeah, depends. Like Chappelle is fucking amazing. Hicks mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, Bill Burr, right? Like, there's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Eddie Murphy, fucking raw. That's one of the most epic specials ever. Yeah, George Carlin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, what's your favorite band? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but um, funny fuckers out yeah. there, man. There's like a Mount Rushmore for sure, I would say. 
Richard Pryor fucking up there. Well, you can see Hennessy. There's there's so much of the humor has changed, <laughs> and not even humor. It's what people can. It's people are afraid to go where they used to go. Like not even on high on homegrown. You know? <laughs> it's fucking. It's ridiculous. This whole cancel culture bullshit. Mm. <laughs> there was a there was a, and a, a school uh, a teacher and uh, the school children they were, they were on tour and uh, they were on an airplane and the, the airplane pilot uh, had a heart attack and uh, the plane was going to crash and uh, there was only um, a small few uh, parachutes there and uh, the school teacher shouted out like you know um, oh let's uh, let's get the parachutes on the kids and the principal was like oh fuck the children and, I, and the priest turned around and said, and said do you think there'll be time <laughs> <laughs> we're pleased to get an awful on hair off us lads well, yeah we're getting further further to the edge man get closer <laughs> let's see how much closer we can get I don't know it's just 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 so many fucking good jokes out there and you know it's like well tomorrow we'll be looking oh that fucking joke that's fucking hilarious why didn't they say that one <laughs> we can recycle the jokes we can get them back out there in the playgrounds <laughs> you heard one about the, the priest who lost his rooster he went to the mass and uh, he asked uh, his congregation, you know, has anybody uh, seen a cock? And uh, all the men stood up and uh, all the women stood up. And he was like, no, 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 you know, has anybody seen a cock that's not theirs? And uh, so all, all the men sat down and the women stayed standing. And he was like, no, 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 you're not getting me. Has anybody seen my cock? And all the, the congregation sat down and the, the altar boy stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, man. <laughs> How'd you get a nun pregnant? Dress her up as an altar boy. <laughs> oh, God damn. Dress <laughs> her up as a fucking altar boy. What the fuck? That's white and red all over. <laughs> These things just come pop. They just pop back into my mind, man. It's a word what, association, what, I reckon. What, what is the... Uh... Red, what is it, Martin? Right all over, and 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 none after falling down the stairs. <laughs> I, I love the simple, stupid jokes, man. You know, just like the simple answer. Wow. Fucking funny, man. I'm all joked out. I think. <laughs> no, no, you know, there's just long-winded ones. There is. Oh, there was I can't a, remember uh, the long-winded uh, ones unless they're you, really funny. Yeah, that's why memes are so fucking good because they're just right yeah. to the point. Fucking right there, bam. The picture helps too. Yeah. Woody's our meme king. Yeah. He does some crackers. He does some real good ones. I don't know where he gets his inspiration from sometimes. There's a shitload <laughs> of good ones on Percy's as well. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm about. Woody. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, he puts a load up, doesn't he? It's like, that stuff Fred's massive now. All yeah, the Benjamin. I'm gonna make a good one. I have a good one in my head that I haven't ever seen yet. Just fucking wait, it's gonna change the world. Oh yes. In the world. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you. One of them one of them viral memes. Mm. Oh yeah, big time. Oh. I already know because you know, simulation shit and all that. Yeah, man. That's always a good discussion. Oh, Willie's still here as well. I thought we'd lost him. <laughs> He's still awake, bro. Most of his personalities. It's getting late. It's not usually Woolly's time. He's usually in bed by now. I'm still hitting this Mendel dress. Who's Mendel. joining me? Who's joining me? Hey, yeah, okay. Everybody got a refat? Everybody smoking? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Stop since I started. Let's do this. Yeah. Good show. Good show. 
lots yeah. of funny jokes at the end. Yeah. I would tell them the moth podiatrist joke again, but it's a bit long. Oh, no, I know. shit. It's choice. It's the best joke, man. It's the best joke. about <laughs> <laughs> the talking duck who was a plasterer? Yeah. Oh, there was a, a guy, he had a, a talking duck, and he, he worked with him. Uh, they were both plasterers. <clears throat> they went to the spare. And they were working away, like, and uh, they, they, they were kind of drinking at the bar. And uh, they, they, they were giving out that they were just after getting laid off. And uh, they were having pints. And uh, they got, the guy with the bar, man, was kind of blown away. Like, you're not a talking duck. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know. And uh, the guys went away anyway. Like, and in came a guy from a circus. Like, and uh, the guy from the circus was like, do you know, do you know anybody who's got a good talent in the wrong town who could do with a job? Like, and uh, the guy was like, Jesus, I, I, know, I know just the guy. Like, he was, there was a talking duck in here earlier. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll get on to him and uh, he, he, I'll see him. And uh, so the, the, the circus guy went away, and uh, a few days later, in comes the talking duck and your man, and uh, they, they were still kind of jobless. So uh, your man was like, Oh, Jesus, I, there, there was a guy from the circus in here, and uh, they, yeah, they, they were looking for somebody actually to work at the circus. Like, the talking duck was like, Oh, yeah, really, really? What he goes, What would he want with a plaster out of the circus? <laughs> <laughs> My kids love it. <laughs> it's hard to have clean jokes with kids, though. You can't be telling them. Yeah, yeah. You know, the clean jokes have to be smart, and kids don't get them too much. You know, they they play on words and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about the, you know, it's more innuendos type things. Like you see in the likes of all the finding Nemo and things like that there's kind of a little innuendo funny things that like adults would understand more yeah, than what yeah. the kids would yeah and when you go back and watch movies you watched when you was a kid as an adult and there's fucking loads of like innuendo in there which you didn't realise oh, yeah. as a kid Rainbow does oh, anyone man. remember Rainbow, Rainbow. Oh. Jungle, man. in the jungle having a bit of fun oh, Zippy got <laughs> in and took out his willy and shoved it up <laughs> Rainbow was awesome, man. Rod Jane and Freddie were in a, were a bit of a, a dodgy trio, though. They were into all sorts. Yeah, dodgy BBC at that time, man. No, yeah. dodgy bastards. Definitely. But Rod Jane and Freddie were up there with like Jimmy Savile and shit, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. So we better call this shit a day before we start going on to more Jimmy Savile jokes. Let's move I've on to that. Them. <laughs> Let's move on to that outro session. Where's my buttons? Pin. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to oh, Magic Roundabout. Remember all them old school TV shows? We'll do that in next Every week's day. after party. Next week's Magic after Roundabout, party, we'll that's what I was thinking of. Old TV shows. That's what we'll do. Captain Planet and the Planet Tears, motherfucker. Yes. Captain Planet is a hero. Intrude. Oh, Magic Roundabout. just to talk about the drugs. Yes. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. That's crazy shit. Remember them adverts? I didn't actually see them, but I know they were out there. So. <laughs> anyway, Joe 90. Yeah, we'll do this next week. We'll yeah, talk man. about that shit next week. That's yeah. drugs, 90, drugs. We, some of us Some can of do it, the 80s quite easily. Drugs, drugs. Nice. And thanks again for joining us, Martin. Martin, uh, you know, took time out to come and chew with us for a couple of hours on the Sunday. Lovely jubbly. Thank you to everybody for listening as well. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you over at percysgroom.com or on the session on Friday or next week on here. Same place, same time and all that. You know how we roll.
Yeah. It's just sweet. Let me find this outro tune again. There it is. I'll start it. There we go. Yeah, so. See you Salam, next week. Folks. See you later, Gunnar. See you later, everybody. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Salon. Have stay, a good time. Stay high. Stay away from COVID. Yeah. Wear your mask. Yeah. Yeah. Be trained. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodb